you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from radio and television studios here in... <laughs> located in uh, beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. We broadcast live every weekend, Monday through Friday from uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. On here, Right here on the Global Star Radio Network, folks. Uh, so glad to be a part of your lives. So glad to be uh, uh, simulcast. So glad to be uh, broadcasting and, and being part of your lives. Uh, folks, we, we are simulcast on Blog Talk Radio. You can watch us live and by archive. Right here on our YouTube channel. Folks, just go right to, right to the YouTube channel, right to HagmanHagman.com, click on the YouTube channel, and bang, there you go. Uh, links to each audio and video broadcasting venue can be found on our home base at, uh, on the internet at HagmanHagman.com. Don't forget, we've got two websites. That's HagmanReport.com and, of course, HagmanHagman.com, the latter for the show information, the former for news and information analysis and uh, show prep. I'm Doug Hagman at the helm with investigator, soon to be former Investigator and uh, <laughs> former partner Joe Hagman. Uh, Happy what, birthday! What I like to call Hagman or uh, America's Premier Father Son Investigator Reporting Team. The reason I'm a little bit discombobulated is because, yeah, I was I was held up and got in here, and I, there's this. You know, the show's getting in the way of celebrating his birthday. No, and, no, uh, no. There's this festivity taking place here, which um, we're going to have Ted Brewer on. I'm not one. He's going to uh, be be joining this. us shortly, and I know you, as you said, you're not one to do this, but. Your daughter made you a cake. You must not know me. You have family me. in studio. You must not know me. And we are going to pulled into wish the you studio a happy birthday. I, I pulled into the studio and I said, oh, this can't be happening. This cannot be happening. Well, I know my birthday's not till next March. This could so not be happening. feel free to embarrass me all you want next year. This is, uh, this is definitely embarrassing. Okay, yes. all we ask is that you put your hat on. I, I'm, I'm not putting it. And blow some candles out. All right. I got Eric. I'm going to see you afterwards. 
I broke the string. I broke the string. I broke the string, too. Don't worry. So, I had to use tape twice. So, really, um, thank so you this very is much. A cake. This was awful nice. All right. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, yeah, look, we, we have a show to do. All right? We have a show to do. Yes, we, we do. This. And, folks, here, Eric, you want to get a close-up on my cam? This is the beautiful cake uh, that Jackie made for her father. And, of course, uh, looks delicious. here's my, my baby dog. Obviously, one one candle represents almost, 20 uh, years. We, we almost turned around. Right, lady? But yesterday uh, was his wife's birthday. Today's his birthday. And they just celebrated their 25th anniversary. Uh, uh, so there's okay. reason for celebration. There will be a staff reorganization after this, uh, uh, after tonight. Thank you so much. All right. Uh-huh. So what do I do? You sit there as we say happy birthday to you. Okay. From I, I have to take this off the because it's just not working right. Family here in studio. Right. We won't sing. We just wanted to recognize your birthday. Well, uh, and let you know how special you are. Yeah. Okay. I'm special. Now, it That's took me a long time to find this, right? but your birthday present, I thought it was going to be late, but... It's a George Washington man. Yeah. And it's not any special date, so it's uh, only worth a dollar. I Harriet Tubman on it. Where's the Harriet Tubman one? I was going to get you Starbucks coffee, but I didn't have enough. So <laughs> there's a few quarters in my pocket I'll give you later. But happy birthday, Dad. Well, well thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right. We we have a show to do, folks. We really do. But thank you. you blow the thank candles you. out, and we'll my get family. the show rolling. Blow the candles out. You know, these are I, folks, these are trick candles. Thank like, you. You know, you know like that, a, right? Sparking, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> he doesn't even have enough air in as long as the blow of a balloon. <laughs> All right. Uh, I need, you're gonna set the yeah. You're gonna set the sprinklers off. You know that, right? All right. There you go. Thank you very much. No, in all seriousness, happy birthday. Thank you, Jackie, for the cake and for the decorations. Yeah, thank you. I know how embarrassed he is, and that makes my day that much better. <laughs> all right. You, you know, it, it, seriously, you didn't have to do that, but thank you so much. We, we have a lot of stuff to get into, a lot of serious things to get into. Yes, and, we uh, do. You know, it's. Uh, I didn't expect it. I, I knew something was up when I pulled in, and I just, I was late, and, you know, it was just one thing after another, and, of course, my... My dog, she 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 said, she warned me. My dog warned me. Did she? Yeah. Was it in English or Russian? It was in uh, canine. Oh, gotcha. Canine. So I got to get the hair and make it back in for the piece of the hair. So tonight we're going to be joined from uh, or by Ted Brewer from HealthMasters.com. HealthMasters.com is the place to go for all your uh, vitamins, nutrients, supplements. Get if you have. Diabetic issues, check out the Hagman blood sugar protocol. If you have arthritis, check out the magnesium uh, packs he's got. Um, he's got a few different protocols and kits together, as well as uh, nutrient supplements from vitamins to purple sticks. And if you have any questions or comments, contact Health Masters. Uh, his son uh, works Austin. with him. Yep. Austin yep. Uh, works with him. And they're very customer-oriented. Austin and Harrison both, I, yeah. believe, I believe. And, and, you know, it's really neat because... Uh, Even with questions, feel yeah. free to, to yeah. contact them. And Ted's going to come on and tell us uh, yeah. not only about geopolitics and issues that's going or, that are going on in the news, uh, politi- 
political news, economic news, international geopolitical news, but also he's going to talk about uh, health, alternative health, and ways to maintain um, you know, a figure like my dad's, you know, even up into your 60s. Folks, there will be a staff realignment <laughs> after this. So there will be some... some uh, Eric, make sure you have a camera changes. on me at all times, just in case for stab wounds or, or tase. Uh, there will be some there will be some personnel changes being made, just so you know. Okay. Well, I accept that. But no, uh Ted was just gonna be a few minutes late, so we're gonna just wait for him to jump on. I'm, I'm uh, here. Oh, Ted. Uh, Ted. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm enjoying the show. I like that one Daniel Day Lewis movie, There Will Be Blood. Is that what you're talking about, Joe? <laughs> there will be blood tonight. <laughs> oh brother. Thank goodness you're here, Ted. Well, I'm it's here, buddy. Because happy birthday, Doug! It's wonderful well, to be here with thanks. you on your birthday. It's absolutely exciting, and I just, uh, it's just great. We're down here in Florida, and weather's a little bit, it's a little bit rainy today, but it's still nice though. It's a little bit, well, if you if you if you consider that we used to be the sunshine state, but now we're the chemtrail state. <laughs> you check, yes, you kind of do yes. it that way. It's, but of course, I guess you guys are the chemtrail state too. Everybody's a chemtrail state nowadays. Yeah, it's a chemtrail world. It is. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. You know. Can you, uh, so Ted, I want to I want to thank you for sending me a picture of your your grandson. Uh, what an adorable baby! If you can oh, yeah. give folks an update on on uh, his status, how he's doing, how he's acclimating, and oh, he's and, uh, he's a week old. He's doing absolutely wonderful. He's gaining weight like crazy. Uh, the midwife came over on Monday to check him out. Then he went to the medical doctor on Monday to get checked out, and he just I think well the midwife came over on Sunday. He was born on Friday. Atlanta was home within five hours. Seven pounds, eleven ounces. Uh, they're, they've already got him on a, on a starting him on a schedule, so it's, you know he's only getting up like twice in a night now, which is like a miracle in a week at a week old. Uh, baby's unbelievably alert, it's already holding his head up, looking around, checking out light, and uh, it's pretty cool. It really is to see a baby that is born that hasn't been immediately poisoned by vaccines and immediately going into you know into shocks. So we're going to talk about a lot new a lot of new information coming out today. So we got a lot of news stories today, a lot of stuff coming up in the last. Last week, since I was on with you guys, we never got a chance to finish what we were talking about last week. And so, no, last there you week go. was an awesome show. It was uh, one of the best shows I think we've we've done. Um, and I wanted to ask you. You just mentioned the vaccine free. Uh, I've heard of horror stories. Even this week, I read a horror story and seen a video on YouTube where a man was literally fighting the hospital staff to keep his baby from being vaccinated. Um, how, how was there an issue at the hospital, or was there an understanding going? Oh in? no, we didn't use the hospital. We used the, we used that uh, we used a midwife. Oh, okay, okay. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't, no, we don't, we don't do that. We don't even, no, we don't know. I can't, I can't, I can't promote and practice and preach all this stuff and then turn right back around. No, no, no. We had a midwife that delivered the baby at a midwife center minutes from the local hospital you know we could he could have she could have been transferred there immediately but the pregnancy see we've learned a lot through this pregnancy about morning sickness and a lot of other things that we really didn't tune in as well with my wife and so lana now has a bunch of stuff that she's going to write about this and how to get this to go through properly and then if you take borage oil about a week before the pregnancy is terminated as far as the baby being born what ends up happening is the the cervix opens up a lot easier. She was only in labor for one and a half hours. This little fellow came out and just is doing absolutely phenomenal. He's just a blessing. He really, really is. But I've had four kids, and two of them, because you know, because we were on the road a lot, two of them were born in hospitals, and two of them were born by midwives. Midwives are much, much better. And you're absolutely right, Joe. Both times the hospital births occurred, I had to literally threaten both hospitals with a lawsuit to stop the hepatitis shot. 
And I told him, I said, absolutely not. It's not going to happen. Not here, not ever, not here. I'm going to own your hospital. You do not have my permission. You do not have my wife's permission. You will not inject that child with hepatitis you know, B. I said, well, it's not going to happen. We're not going to do that. And I said, and they, well, well, you have to. It's mandated. No, it's not mandated. It's, 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 you know, because if it was mandated, the midwives would have to do it. It's not mandated. It's your choice at the hospital because you're assuming that my wife is a drug-using, IV drug-using prostitute and that she has hepatitis. That's the only reason you give them that vaccine. They said, well, that's true, but we don't know. And I said, well, I guarantee you she's not. How about that? We're not doing the vaccine. And so, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a shouting match. It was a shouting match at both hospitals, and uh, it was pretty awful, actually. And I thought to myself, this yeah. is just unbelievable that you have to go through this as a parent. But, guys, here's the thing. You've got, if you're going to use a hospital for a birth, you've got to make these decisions before that baby is born on what you want. Now, I'm going to say that again. This isn't a decision that you make at the time of birth. This is a decision you make six months. Or when the baby, you get wife gets pregnant, you start working on that decision and you work your way through it. And in six months out before the baby is born, you know, at that point, you should be on, well, at the beginning, you should be on good prenatal nutrition before you get pregnant. Really good, you know, nutrition while you're pregnant. Health Master has some of the best prenatal and natal and you know pregnancy vitamins on the market they're like the phenomenal and that's what you have to do because remember if you don't build the baby with healthy nutrients the baby's not going to be healthy a lot of children Doug Joe are actually being born now with cancer they're being born with cancer yep. and, and the that reason starts that with the mother that starts with the mother starts with the mother's health and exactly if that mother is unbelievably sick and she's living on junk food why do you think that baby is going to be healthy if she has no nutrients in her body to build a healthy child remember the leading cause of death in children age 14 and under other than accidents is cancer the leading type of cancer in these kids is leukemia and so many of these one and two and three year old children even newborns are being born now with leukemia it's absolutely horrible. And the Gerson Cancer Treatment Center said the primary cause of leukemia is a vitamin C deficiency. And he even said in his old research that he did back from the 30s that leukemia was primarily a subscurvy diagnosis. In other words, you basically had not enough vitamin C to be called scurvy, but your body was so deteriorated from the immune system that it didn't have enough vitamin C, and that's so you come down with this leukemia stuff. And so whether that's true or not, I don't know. Not get into the cancer stuff. We'll talk a little bit more about cancer in a few minutes. But the point is, we've just got to realize if you want a health baby, you better have a healthy diet. I mean, that's kind of like really common sense, but it seems to be something that's eluded a lot of people over the years. That's why so many kids are, are born, you know, so sick. And then you inject them with a bunch of vaccines as soon as they're born, and now they get really, really sick. I'll never forget years ago, I had a lady who was um, at our church. I'm not going to mention her name because of what happened. And this is, this is, oh gosh, this is close to 15, 16, 17 years ago now. And it's a church we no longer attend. They don't longer attend. They moved from the area. They're divorced, so they'll never hear the show anyhow. And what was interesting is, uh, she was getting, she found out she got pregnant. And I pleaded with her to get on folic acid, you know, the methylated folate and, and the B vitamins and the, and the, and the vitamins for the, for the pregnancy. And she was real sanguine. She was just, you know, just bounced around all the time, never paid any attention to what she ate or what she did. Just do whatever she wanted to do. And I pleaded and pleaded and pleaded and pleaded with her. And I, and this went on for months. And she wouldn't listen. Finally, I told her, I said, well, you know, you're going to have to just do something with your doctor. I'm not going to be involved in any of this because I can't be held accountable for this child. Well, about six, seven months old, six or seven months into the pregnancy, uh, she, she called me up and she was crying. And I said, what's the matter? She goes, well, they did a, they did a, you know, a sonogram on my baby and uh, he has no brain. And, uh, it was awful. And, uh, and the baby was dead. 
and that's why they did the sonogram, and they ended up having the, you know, inducing a, you know, a, you know, a, you know, the, the abortion, and the baby came out, and she got to hold the baby, and oh, it was a horrible story. But it's because she refused to take the folate. That's one of the problems with you, with neurological development. If you don't have sufficient quantities of folate, your body can't produce the proper brain, or you end up with spinal bifida. That's why it's so important to have enough B vitamins in your diet, along with omega-3 fats, the last trimester, to have these super healthy children. Think about this. If the nutrients aren't in your food that you're eating, then how in the world are you supposed to get them into the baby? If that makes sense. I mean, especially water-soluble nutrients like B vitamins and vitamin C. If there aren't sufficient quantities of those in the diet that you're eating, which they're not because of the processed foods and the GMOs and everything else, then you have to take supplemental supplements. You have to do that. That's why every doctor, every obstetrician tells a woman who's pregnant she has to take prenatals. She has to be on vitamins. This is a question of how good the prenatals are, whether they're really, really good ones like we have, or you know, the ones that are, you get at Walmart or whatever that come out of China, which I would never put in my body. But anyhow, so here's some good news, though. Let's, let's get off that topic. Vaccine uptake reaches an all-time low, and but policy shifts now in states are, more, are moving towards mandatory enforcement and criminalization for refusal. So this is where they're going now. They're going to be taking this in a lot of these states, especially California. They're forcing you before you can put these kids into a school system that they have to be vaccinated, and it's absolutely nuts. California is also trying to get a euthanasia law passed right now, and they're also trying to do what, what they're already doing over in Belgium where they, when they euthanize people there. They actually go into the person. They tell ask the person, would you like to donate your organs before we euthanize you while you're still alive? And I, you guys, I know you find this all hard to believe. I do too, but this is what's going on. And these people are actually signing up for euthanasia. It doesn't matter how old they are. They, you know, they, they'll, they, they can be 20 years old. They'll kill them. They don't care. They have to be somebody who's 90 years old about to die. So they're going in and signing up to be euthanized. And what they're doing is they're putting them under anesthesia and they're removing all of the organs they possibly can while they're alive. And then what they do, they go ahead and kill them after they take all the organs. And this yeah. seems to be what's, this is, I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah, I've heard about this. One of the, oh, yeah. the strangest things I've learned about this whole process is that the organs are harvested while the the body is still alive. No, it has to be because it's very difficult to get. You, it's, it's impossible. You can't be. You, it's like blood. You know, we've done multiple shows on blood. You know, you can take blood and you can transfuse it. You can use it or whatever as long as the human being is alive. But if that person is dead, the instant that person dies, that blood is dead. You can't use it. If you put it in somebody else, you'll kill them. And so, I mean, it doesn't matter if they die and you take the blood out ten seconds later. You can't use it. It's done. It doesn't work anymore. It's over. So they'll keep that heart going, keep that body alive, and they'll do everything they possibly can as far as keeping taking all those organs out until the heart pretty much, you know, says that. And I guess the final organ they'll take out will be the heart, and you know, and then they'll put you on a lung bypass machine, heart lung bypass machine. If they have to, to take out more organs, huge, huge, huge money in selling human body parts. I mean, look at look at Rockefeller, how many hearts he's already had. I mean, good grief. I mean, where does he get all these hearts all the time? And so this is the thing that people need to understand is that there's huge money in this, but nobody wants to talk about it. It's the seedy business of this. And this is why they were saying, and I did a show with you guys a couple of months ago, and they were talking about with, with, the, uh, with the children over in, in England, they wanted to let the babies go to full term so they could go ahead before they aborted them, uh, abort them, uh, you know, and, and basically brain dead them while their hearts are still pumping, and then remove their organs from a fully developed baby because they could be used for transplant. I mean, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff this world is turning into. But like Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. And that's when he said everything was evil all of the time. Here's another article. Drugs in the drinking water. Don't ask and officials won't tell. You're talking about all kinds of drugs in the water. It's sex hormones, epilepsy, anxiety drugs, 
Prozac, antibiotics, sex hormones, opioids. I mean, unbelievable the amount of drugs that are in water. That's why I always tell you guys, you've got to use a distiller. You, if you're on any kind of city, you're municipally treated water, even well water, because of all the increasing ground contamination with glyphosate and with fracking, you've got to make sure that you distill your water, even well water. It's absolutely critical, guys. It's, it's super, super important. Here's another one. This is kind of a, I thought it was a joke when I first read it, but apparently it's not. Uh, they're actually importing fresh bottles of compressed air from Canada now into China as pollution levels remain high and people are becoming poisoned on the air in China and they're actually putting the compressed air and you actually breathe it kind of like oxygen in China as compressed air for fresh air and it's selling for like 42 pounds each this is out of England 42 pounds which is like 80 bucks a piece for the containers of compressed air out of China what do you guys think about that I mean how bad does pollution have to get before you start buying air from Canada you know what, Ted, I agree with you on that. Uh, let me, let me back up before we get emails to, to the contrary. The, um, uh, the Rockefeller numerous heart transplants appears to be, now, I, uh, look, I, I know, I, I do know that there are sites out there dedicated to the dissemination of just urban legend. Um, I can't, I can find, I can, I just want to clarify, clarify this before we get a bunch of emails saying that, you know, oh, you guys are spreading disinformation. Um, the origin of the, um, uh, multiple heart transplants for David Rockefeller appears to have come from a satirical site, worldnewsdailyreport.com. Of course, yeah. You know, uh, however, however, I don't know what the truth is, except, uh, th- this guy, this guy seems to have, uh, you know, nine lives, and, and, and the fact that he's both met, has got mental, reportedly mental clarity and, and physical health, certainly at, at, at his age. Um, well, I, I, no, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. I have no idea how many heart transplants he's had, if he's had any, because, again, yeah. this is just information that you get off of line, and I wasn't with him when he was having bypass surgery or heart transplants, or I've never spoken to the man. All I know is he looks awful. <laughs> I've seen pictures well, yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I can and, say and he, for sure. And for, for certain, he's made comments uh, about uh, longevity, uh, but the uh, the site that, that uh, was, was parroting that is, is a satirical site that uh, basically says he's heartless. But but having said that, uh, <laughs> thank you, Doug. Yeah, I always like it when you check me like that because you know I don't know if that's true or not. And so when I say something like that, I'm, I'm saying it almost in a well. I read this, but I'm not saying how many he had. I don't know. Uh, so I right. like it when you clarify. Thank you, Doug, because you don't want to. No, have to no, no biggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, however uh, that, that doesn't and uh, and so so okay. Fast forwarding to, to the air from Canada. That is well, no, true. We're, we're, we're done now, with that. <laughs> well, I, I just want to say that that's true, and and I, you know, you're right. How bad do things have to get before you um, actually uh, transport air, or compressed air? Uh, well, you know, to a years ago, gosh, 15 years ago, I took a cruise ship into Shanghai, and it was unbelievable because about 20 miles offshore, we ran into what we thought was sea fog, and it was so bad you literally had a hard time seeing the water under the ship. You know, we're like eight or nine decks up, and you're looking down, you can barely see the water. And I thought, gosh, this is really heavy, heavy fog. And the guy's got the maw, the horn going the whole time, the fog horn. I think to myself, this is nuts. Well, we find that, you know, it's like dusk, and so we're thinking, well, it'll clear up in the morning. It didn't clear up. It wasn't sea fog. It was the pollution rolling off the coast. 
That's what it was. And then by, and we were there for like one night, two nights, I don't remember. And I'll never forget the day we left, the entire ship was covered with ash from the coal fire plants. And they had to come out there and hose off the entire vessel because there was, there was ash everywhere. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Wow. So wow. that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's just absolutely crazy. But that, that, but I was there and I saw it. Oh, also, the, they, apparently this Dyson hand dryer that they're putting in the bathrooms now, it's like a germ bomb. It's throwing germs everywhere you go. Because if you ever get into this thing and you start looking at it, it's almost impossible to use this thing without touching it. If you know what I'm saying? And I, I, can't, I just don't do it. I'll let my hands go wet before I walk out and put them inside of a Dyson because I can't get my hands inside of it without getting touching the sides of the Dyson. And the problem is when you shut the water off to the doggone sink, uh, you know, you're touching a handle that somebody else just touched with dirty hands, and so your hands are already dirty again. So they're saying now that it's, it spreads it like 500 times more than the than the than the, uh, the towels do. And they say that you need to stay away from all of these Dyson hair hand dryers and just use the towels or just let your hands air dry outside and make sure you always grab the bathroom door with a towel so you don't get recontaminated with that also but I've talked about that on the show before I just want to mention that real quick yeah that's uh, that's uh, wow talk about petri dishes of of, uh, of bacteria and Conk. Well, no, no, it is. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, yeah. and so it's just, it's just, it's sad to me that we get all of this stuff and it happens like this. Oh, by the way, we're supposed to be having a protest this week. I think it's already over with now at the Centers for Disease Control up in Atlanta, and people have actually had enough of this, and they're saying that they're not going to put up with it anymore. That they don't want to be, you know, forced to take these immunizations, and they want the vaxxed movie to come out. And they want Dr. Thompson, who came out and said that he basically dummied up a bunch of data because he was told to. They want him to testify before Congress, and they have asked him for a couple of years now to testify, and they refuse to allow him to testify before Congress. And it's really kind of sad because, Doug, you know, we've got all of these people that are getting these kids that are coming down with autism, and the only thing I can possibly imagine is that they want these kids to have autism. I have no idea why, but otherwise they'd be putting a stop to this. And it, it's kind of sad, actually, to me. And so it's it's a it's just a horrible, horrible, horrible thing that this is happening. But by the way, Robert De Niro, I think we may have mentioned this last week. He has come out now, and so that everybody needs to see this movie. And he regrets having taken it off the Tribeca Film Festival. And he said that other people that were doing films that were actually threatening to leave had he not taken that movie down. And it's been blocked already in Texas, and hopefully it'll come to our area down here in Orlando and Tampa, and we'll be able to see the movie. But they don't want that movie to be seen, Doug. That's a big, big deal for them. Absolutely. And, and, yeah, and, and everyone should support that movie. Other movies, I get the word out. You know what, Ted? Armageddon, or Amerigeddon, um is a movie by Gary Haven. Um, but Mike Norris is also um, starring in that. It, it opens up in select theaters on May 13th of this year. So I urge everybody who can see Amerigeddon uh, flood the theaters. If it's in your area, flood the theaters because we need to show solidarity and support for the truth. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and, and De Niro too, which is a fantastic, uh, to me, that was, that was a great PR, PR move that he did. He, he, was, just too <laughs> he, he got more, he got more media attention by blocking that movie at his Tribeca Film Festival and then coming back and going on today, on the Today Show and saying that everybody needs to see it now. He got more media attention by doing that than he ever, ever would have picked up by allowing that movie to be seen. That's right. Yeah. It was, exactly. it was so, you know, whether it was intentional, if he's, uh, if he's, if he's really that smart, that's good. Here's another article from a local medical doctor, and he actually said that he actually took a seven hour family practice exam 
to maintain his licensure and it'll be the last time he takes it because he said nearly every question was about a drug, how it's used, the side effects associated with it, and how it interacts with other drugs. There were virtually no questions about the importance of diet or the importance of identifying nutritional deficiencies. In fact, I can't recall one question along those lines. See, he's a he's a practitioner, he's a family practitioner who uses holistic training and he doesn't he doesn't want to do it anymore because of the drugs and the more drugs and the extra drugs. And so the sad part about this is guys, it's very difficult to find a practitioner who's willing to help you without forcing you or requiring you to take drugs. Like so many pediatricians now, if you don't do the vaccine schedule, they won't even see your children. Now, Austin makes that very easy because we have a local general practitioner in the area that also sees children who doesn't require that, who's a holistic doctor. And so he just goes to him, and so he can see Hunter, and he got to say how healthy Hunter was and how incredibly alert Hunter was, you know, when he was like three days old. So this is what we have learned over the years is that you have to have a holistic doctor in your area if at all possible. In fact, a few years ago, we were actually going to move to Montana. This is about seven, eight years ago and leave Florida. Now, most of you are thinking, what on earth for? Well, there's a quadrant up in Montana up there where Chuck Baldwin lives. It's called the Northwest Quadrant. It's right there next to Idaho. It's real close to the Pacific Ocean up there and it's on the western side of the Continental Divide and they have a lot more moderate weather there than they do on the eastern side on the east side of the Continental Divide where all that air is funneled down from Canada. But it still gets cold. But uh, but Florida, we decided, uh, Doug, that I was a Florida boy, and I just didn't want to be that cold. <laughs> but anyhow, so but with the reason, but the reason I brought that up is one of the big things that made us not want to leave was the fact that we didn't have a medical doctor who was a holistic practitioner that we could find in that area. And I told Sharon, I said, you know, we use Dr. Todd and Harold Robinson here in Lakeland. And I told her, I said, you know, if we can't find a holistic doctor up there, Sharon, what are we going to do? I mean, we're going to be in a big mess because, you know, we get natural chelation therapy and all that kind of stuff from these guys and their phenomenal, you know, husband and uh, father and son team. And so it's one of those things that you've got to realize and think about the fact of where you're moving. Everybody else cares about what schools our kids go to. Doug, we homeschool, so we don't care. We think about what kind of doctors are going to be locally. So I thought you'd get a kick out of that. I, I love that because more people must think like you. And I know that we... Yes, I'll just leave it at that. If everyone thought like you, now, now, obviously people have ties with you know certain ties and certain things that they have, they, they 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 feel like we do. We feel we we're we're we've got to be in a certain spot because of X, Y, and Z. But when it really comes down to it, we certainly could make arrangements if we really wanted to. But uh, I think I think uh, I think we're going to be forced to at some point. Ted, in some point in the future, we're going to be forced to make a decision about where we are living geographically. Because well, you know, there will be well, the, 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 the craziest part, you know, I've, I've got a lot of airline points and stuff like that, so I get to travel a little bit. And so, you know, and I got a lot of hotel points, so I get to, you know, not have to pay for hotels, which is kind of cool, actually. But the craziest thing is everywhere I've gone into the NATO countries, every place, every single place has chemtrails, it, whether it's huh. France or Germany or Switzerland or Poland. It doesn't make any difference. They've all got chemtrails. And so you're not going to get away from this. It's just part of what it is. Now, here, Russia doesn't have chemtrails, and Russia's offering free property to people that want to immigrate there. But, you know, the thing about it is, is that I don't really know if I want to live in Russia or not, because I don't know if Putin is really legit or not. And I don't want to right. be in the middle of a situation where I get into Russia and wish I could go back to the United States, you know. So I don't But you're yeah, right, though. I, I, so, sooner, sooner or later, we're going to have some issues. We really are. So we have to understand that. So, but like, for instance, right now, all the people that are living near the, the uh, Daihachi nuclear power plant in Fukushima, 
I mean, they're being born with all kinds of, you know, disorders, uh, all yep. kinds of inconvenient pregnancies and abortions and stillbirths and, and, and limbs where they're not supposed to be limbs. And, and they're, they're doing all these different abortions there now because the people are so scared that these children are going to be malformed because of what's happened over there with all that radiation release. We've already got giant hogs running around all over that area eating radioactive, you know, food and, you know, plants and having radioactive babies and overrunning the whole area. I mean, and then of course they're just they're, their hogs are like that. They just kind of they, they're really tough animals, and apparently they can live in a radioactive environment. So I don't know, guys. What do you think's going to happen with the Fukushima thing? Do you think they're ever going to shut that thing down or get that no. thing cleaned up? No, 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 no I don't. don't. And China, I heard, is building a floating nuclear reactor. And at the same time, in Washington State this week, there has been. Uh, there was a chemical explosion up there, and over uh, 3,500 uh, gallons of of leakage yeah, yeah. from a nuclear storage tank up there. No, yeah, Joe. I mean, you're right. We're we're, we're seeing recklessness abound everywhere yeah, with these it's things. In Florida, to New York. Uh-huh. It's. I mean, yeah. our infrastructure, as far as the nuclear facilities are concerned, are crumbling and are in no better shape than Fukushima, minus the disaster. And Fukushima, I mean, robots can't even function there. So what does that say um, about yeah, you know, figure, how far they've come? Go figure about, you know, go figure that. Well, you know, it, the, the ocean, ocean is being killed over there, like over here too in the Pacific. Well, that's right. And and why the disconnect? Why aren't people rushing to, to help? I mean, some people say, well, it's too late and uh, the damage has been done, and uh, others believe even some of the the more robust conservatives, so-called conservatives, believe that uh, hey, it's yeah. not really that bad. Okay, but and they said yeah. that at the beginning too. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, when they could have stepped in to help, and it wasn't an issue of of not knowing the uh, severity of the problem. It was an issue of doing nothing for the sake of creating crisis. But but this makes more sense when uh, Ted, when you talk about things. And you put things in, in, in perspective in the larger sense. I just want to uh, kick in here right now as people are coming in and joining us here the program a little bit later. Uh, Doug and Joe Hagman here with Dr. Ted Brower, healthmasters.com. He's our guest tonight. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have him, two, actually two back-to-back Fridays. And the reason for that is he's going to be uh, unavailable for the next uh, next few weeks. And we wanted to make sure that he was on before he became unavailable. But also, I want to I want to just thank you, Ted, because I know that you've gone through some pretty rough stuff today. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share what you went through, but uh, I'll just say this: uh, that folks, would make uh, any one of us rip our own hair out. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I I just want to say thank you so much because you could be doing a hundred other things right now based on uh, you know the, the events. <laughs> I've been I've, I've been doing a hundred other things all day, and you know what's so funny though is one of those days that I just sat back and just got in the rest of God, and I just started praying out loud by myself, and uh, you know just just started just relaxing and just got in the Holy Spirit, and just said you know what I was going to chill out. And be with God, and just not not let this thing bother me and what's happened here. And uh, you know, it's just been one of those interesting things. And so, and, you know, and it's nothing to do with my family or anything like that. That's all fine. It's some other stuff that's going on. So yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things that basically, when you enter in God's rest, you know, the Bible says. I was quoting all these scriptures today to myself when I was praying about how you know the lilies of the field, you know, they they don't toil and they're clothed in such wonderful garments, even better than Solomon, and who by worrying can add a single moment to their life. And so I just could feel the Holy Spirit come upon me and just lift this thing off of me, and it felt so good just to relax. But now I must admit what I did do, because my blood pressure was a little bit elevated from this, I did take two scoops of my HGH Stimulate, 
And what that does, that's, uh, it helps to dilate blood vessels because it releases nitric oxide in the system along with the human growth hormone from the pituitary gland. It helps to bring your blood pressure down really, really fast. And so that's why you should never take it if you have low blood pressure. But if you've got elevated blood pressure, it works wonderful to help stabilize your blood pressure and have normal blood pressure. And so I did do that, and then I sat down, and I just started praying, and I could just feel my body just relax, and it's okay. I mean, it'll all work out. I know it's going to be fine. And so, but that's, but we'll, but we'll talk about that some other time. But right. by the way, statin drugs are the greatest medical fraud of all time. Doug, I said this in multiple articles that I've written on my own yep. website over the years. And I've even gone as far as saying I loathe these drugs. These drugs are the greatest medical fraud ever perpetrated on unknowing human beings. That you don't live any longer when you take statin drugs statistically. And you have all kinds of horrible side effects. Lowering cholesterol has not shown, been shown to reduce the risks of heart disease. They can't do it because it's not real. It doesn't happen that way. You've got to get the inflammation out of your system. You know, you, out of every 10,000 people that take statin drugs, 307 of these people end up suffering from cataracts who would not have. 23 additional patients develop acute kidney failure. I personally think it's much higher than that. 74 extra patients develop liver dysfunction. I think it's much higher than that. Statins increase muscle fatigue and muscle atrophy. It's, it's called skeletal muscle necrosis in so many of the patients that use this. It causes inflammatory myopathy. It causes autoimmune problems. It causes immunosuppression. I mean, it's unbelievable what happens when you start taking statin drugs. These are the drugs that lower cholesterol, and they simply don't extend your life at all. They induce full-blown type 2 diabetes in women. They can cause insulin resistance. Statins are prescribed to the elderly, cause a 9% increase in diabetes. There is a direct correlation between Parkinson's disease and low cholesterols, which, which low cholesterol, which clearly implicates statins. And, you know, there's there's, a, there's an implication with cataracts, and it goes on and on. Plus, and I've covered this on your show last year, and I want to say it one more time, statins increase and cause coronary artery calcification or hardening of the arteries. They cause it. They create it. They cause the arteries to be encased with calcium, hardening of the arteries. That's what they do which massively increases the risks of heart disease. And one other thing they do is they all have been shown to cause cancer, period. It's what they do. And the problem is you've got tens of millions, if not 100 million people on statins in the United States. I don't know the exact numbers. And the crazy thing about all of this is that statin drugs don't help. They don't extend life. But almost every single doctor now, because they get their continuing education from drug companies, wants you on statin drugs. And the answer should just be no. If you take cod liver oil, coenzyme Q10, vitamin E, you cut out a bunch of sugar and you cut out a bunch of fat in your diet and you cut your calories back, invariably your blood sugar and blood cholesterol will be corrected by itself in almost every single case, especially if you follow the uh, healthy blood sugar protocol that we have on the website that you did, Doug. Right. And it's so right. easy. It's so easy to correct this stuff. 
And I guess that's one of the reasons I branched out and to talk about all these different topics that we talk about also, Doug, is because the nutrition aspect, I've been doing it for so long now, it doesn't really present a big challenge for me intellectually at all anymore. I know that sounds kind of silly, but it doesn't. I kind of like being pressured a little bit when I read and learn things. I like to learn things. I like to force my brain to learn. It's called neuroplasticity. And being 60 years old now, which I'm still older than you, Doug, but you are trying your best to catch up, aren't you? <laughs> I'll never catch up. Well, I know. perhaps. But, well, but uh, you know, no. Well, I, well, I hope I hope you don't catch up. That means I'll be gone. So, well, there you that's go. Right. And so that's I don't right. want to. Well, you'll always be my younger brother. But but that's that's what's always always. But that's why I started reading. I've literally read hundreds of books on all these other varying topics. And I have degrees in biology, chemistry, psychology, exercise, physiology, and an MBA in naturopathic medicine. And so I've got all these different degree, degrees that I have that, you know, give me this big, broad scope of what I really like to do and what I like to read about. So I kind of like doing this. But I'm not as bad as my attorney from college, my good friend, John Parvin. He reads books in Latin for fun. I don't do that. I have oh, no man. interest. I have no interest in learning Latin. Now, here's something else I want to talk about tonight. Here's a research study that actually shows how sugar actually causes cancer. Now, this is interesting. I want you to stay with me on this now. This is from the Otto Warburg. This is the, this is, even though the science itself shows, at least in the mid-20s, what Otto Warburg's cancer hypothesis, that tumors prefer to utilize sugar fermentation to produce energy rather than the more efficient oxygen-based phosphorylation. And hospitals apparently don't know this, and that's why they give people so much junk food when they're in the hospital when they have cancer. I remember years ago, Doug, I was at the Orlando airport, and there was a girl standing there waiting for the bags, and I was there you know, with my wife, and we were talking. She was like 12, 14 years old, and I, I said she was wearing a skull cap, you know, a ski cap. And I mean, it's, you know, it's 90 degrees outside, so I figure she must have been under chemotherapy, must have cancer, otherwise she wouldn't be trying to cover her head. And so I asked her, I said, yeah, why are you wearing that cap? And she looked at me and kind of smiled and said, oh, because I've just returned from the Mayo Clinic and I'm on chemotherapy. And so I started talking to her and Sharon was standing there with me and we started discussing. And so I asked her, I said, what kind of diet are you on? What kind of diet does the Mayo Clinic have you on with the cancer? And she goes, oh, they tell me to eat anything. And she was sitting there actually eating a Twinkie. And I said to her, I said, so they think it's okay for you to eat the Twinkie? Oh, yeah. They told me to eat anything I want. I can have as much sugar and as much ice cream. They made Twinkies, as much McDonald's, anything. They told me they wanted to keep my calories up so I wouldn't lose so much weight. And so they, they're encouraging me to eat as much of anything that I like. Now, I really was kind of saddened by that, and I, I tried to give her a little bit of advice about that. But, you know, she's young, and she wasn't really wanting to listen to me. But the sad part about this is, is that, the conventional view now is proving and evidence is proving that what's called glycolic activation itself can be a cancer-causing event. In other words, when you start burning sugar for fuel, you can actually start causing cancer in your body. That is to say the activation of sugar-based metabolism in a cell driven by both the presence and increased quantities of glucose and sugar actually causes cancer to start. I mean, this is some crazy research that just came up. That's why I wanted to talk to you about it on the show. And it says, and what it's saying basically is that we're actually eating about 160 pounds of sugar per person per year, and that includes the high fructose corn syrup. That's like 31 five-pound bags of sugar for every one of us. That means like, you know, every other week we're eating a five-pound bag of sugar in our diet. But what it doesn't go into detail with is all the crackers and bread and pasta in the cereal that are also high glycemic. And when you act, add all of that in, we're putting about 360 pounds of sugar per person into the United States, including the high fructose corn syrup and grain carbohydrates into the body. And that's causing what's called aerobic glycolysis. 
and that is the ideal metabolic situation for cancer cells. They love to be outside of the oxygen cycle. This is one reason why the ketogenic diet, that is a fat protein-based diet that has lower carbohydrates in it, actually has been found to be useful in getting rid of aggressive cancer, including brain cancer, because what happens is once you pull the rug out from underneath the sugar carb craving cancer cells, they're forced to either undergo programmed cell death, which is called apotheosis, or redifferentiate back to the non-cancerous types, you know, as far as your cell. And so this is very, very important research that I just picked up this week that actually shows that, hey, look, this is a major, major stuff that's happening in the cancer research world through alternative research, and it's something that we need to be aware of. So yes, eating sugar causes cancer or can cause cancer. And by the way, eating sugar also causes a huge buildup in yeast in the body with yeast infection with women. And yeast is also a cause of cancer. And this article I'm reading now says that turmeric, which, you know, that's one of the things that you use. Turmeric is good for like everything. I take this stuff every single day. It also reduces the problems associated with adult onset diabetes and helps to stabilize blood sugar. But let me read you this article. This is by Sire Yi. I want to read this to you real quick. What he, what that he's, he's actually quoting a study that's called Candida Albicans in Cancer. Can this yeast-induced cancer development or progression? And here's the article from, here's, this is a quote from that article. There is currently increasing concern about the relation between microbial infections and cancer. More and more studies support the view that there is an association above all when the casual, causal agents are bacteria or viruses. This review adds to this, summarizing evidence that the opportunistic fungus, Candida, increases the risks of cancer and metastases. Until recent years, cancer and Candida have not been related together. However, now there's been linking cancerous research and showing that this opportunist pathogen it takes advantage of the immunopressed state of the patients, particularly due to chemotherapy. In other words, you start on the chemo, you get a real big yeast buildup. In contrast, most recent findings demonstrate that candida is capable of promoting cancer by several mechanisms, as described in this, in this, in this review. Production by carcinogenic byproducts, trigger of inflammation, induction of TH17 response and molecular mimicry, we underline the need to not only control this type of infection during cancer treatment, given the major role of this yeast species in non-social infections, but also to find new therapeutic approaches to avoid the pro-tumor effect of this fungal species. I mean, think about what this just said. If you have candida in your body and it's being triggered and growing now because you're doing chemotherapy, it's going to massively increase the cancer problems in your body. In fact, Joanna Budwig, she was actually a, a Nobel Prize nominee, she actually did research and she said the primary cause of these different types of, you know, of cancers are both, or, you know, or parasitic infections in the body, which is what is, which is what, you know, this candida is, along with different types of worms. And so the thing about it is, is that we now know that yeast is a can, is a cause of cancer and that we now have research that shows that tumor can get rid of yeast and also hopefully get rid of the cancer. But what's interesting about this too, if you're going to do the one-two punch on cancer from a nutritional standpoint, which I don't work with patients to do that. you got to have to find a local doctor that's willing to do this with you. But there are several supplements that you need to really build your immune system. And one of them is black seed oil, B-L-A-C-K. We have it, we have it, we have it. It's called the immune system protocol on our website on the front page. And what it does, black seed oil actually gets rid of candida and fungus in the body better than anything I've ever seen, Doug. I take a tablespoon of this stuff 
every single night. Every single night. Also, K, D3 and K2 every single day, plus the turmeric every single day, the vitamin C every single day. Those are the key things that you have to have along with potassium iodide, 12.5 milligrams a day. And these are supplements. Some of these supplements are very difficult to find, and they are really good for this chemtrail flu junk that's going around that's putting everybody in the hospital. And it's the only thing that I've seen that will knock it out. This is what Dave Hodges had a few weeks ago. He had that chemtrail flu stuff. Couldn't get over it, couldn't shake it, couldn't shake it. I next day aired this package to him, had him start taking it, and he started feeling better immediately on it because it really, really gives the immune system a huge boost. So if I were you, I'd go to your oncologist if you have cancer, find a natural one that's willing to work with you on that, and go ahead and start on this immune protocol and have him work with you on that and then figure out what he wants to do as far as your treatment protocol. But I'm giving you guys a little bit of a heads up here. If you have a compromised immune system, you're going to have a bigger problem with the Morgellons. You have a bigger problem with candida. You have a bigger problem with cancer. You have a bigger problem with immunosuppressant diseases. You have all of these things that are going to be bad that are going to be bad. Okay, that's why I take these things every single day. No matter what, if I'm not taking everything every day, I, do, I get up in the morning. Well, here's what I do. First thing I do, I get up in the morning. I take like two grams of vitamin C powder, put it in a glass of water with a purple stick. That's what I have for breakfast. First thing, first thing out of bed, 22 ounces of distilled water in a glass, and I drink it. Then I go check my emails. And, you know, I let that stuff hit my system for a few minutes. Then I go in and I have my protein shake, which I've talked about before with you guys, a really high-density right. protein shake, and I do that. Now, during the day, I always take, I never miss, I always do the following. Four vitamin E, 1,600 IUs a day. I always take turmeric. I always take the K2D3. I always take the potassium iodide. And I always take those supplements, and I always take cod liver oil and black seed oil every night. I take those every single day. No matter what, if I miss my B vitamins one day or I miss my 5-HTP one day or whatever, if I miss my borage oil one day, whatever, because I take that stuff on a regular basis. But those ones I just mentioned, I never, ever miss them because those are the ones that keep the immune system strong. And if you don't have those with a strong immune system, every time something comes around, every time there's another virus around, you're going to be catching all this mess all the time. And some of this stuff is really, really wicked. I had a friend of mine in California the other day. She called me up. She was deathly ill, already been to the hospital, couldn't shake the chemtrail flu, uh, which is what's going around, like I mentioned already. And I, and I told her, I said, you know, you need to go to your health food store. And I gave her that list. They didn't have black seed oil, B-L-A-C-K. There was no black seed oil there, and there was no potassium iodide there. They don't sell those products in both health food, most health, health food stores. And if you do find vitamin D3, you very rarely ever find it with K2, and you never find it in the concentrations that we use, which is 10,000 IUs of D3, and you never get it from sheep lanolin. Almost invariably, it's a chemical synthetic. So, guys, please listen to me. You know, Take your supplements every single day. Keep your immune system really, really strong. Plus, I did do this, Doug, because I had a I had a relatively interesting day. I did load up with B vitamins this morning, and I did load up with a bunch of other nutrients because when you get under a lot of stress, your body depletes your B vitamins almost immediately. So you've got to have a lot of B vitamins when you get under stress, and it really helps you to maintain your composure and not get all, like, spazzing out. It really it really does. It calms your way down along with the HGH stimulate. It did a great job for you. But remember, turmeric is basically a one-two punch as far as an anti-cancer drug. So make sure if you do have that, you work with your oncologist and make sure he's willing to do that for you. But remember, guys, you know, Coumarin, this is another article from another study, it says the uh, Coumarin is an up-and-coming drug of natural origin with multi-target properties, and it has been exhibited as an efficient anti-cancer, anti-fungal product. 
alone or in combination with conventional chemotherapy and antifungal agents. The dual pharmacological activities of cumin may make it a good candidate for the prevention and treatment of cancer and its cancer-related invasive fungal infection-related complications. This is another article that's not the same one. Further investigation than necessarily to clarify this anti-cancer and antifungal mechanisms of better understanding. In spite the useful biological activities of turmeric, its poor water solubility and low bioavailability hinders its clinical applications. That's why we found one brand that works great that we use, and we've tried to manufacture our own brand on this, and we can't get the same concentrations that we need, so we're using a different brand on this. But, guys, I'm telling you, every single day you've got to be on this program. It's super, super important. What do you guys think, Doug and Joe? Well, very interesting. What about pH? Uh, how does this be? Because, it, okay, uh, people will talk about the pH of one's body being uh, a factor in cancer, inhibiting cancer growth, yeah. inhibiting of, uh, a fungus Almost growth. Like a, or, a, a fish uh, tank, you know, if the pH yeah. is off, the fish will be unhealthy. Uh, just like the, that, the immune system is used as an example where the pH could be off inside a person's body, leading to not only cancer but other chronic-type illnesses like chronic bronchitis and, um, you know, the let, leading let you, emphysema and let, let me tell you. Not? Let me tell you a funny story. It's not a funny story, but it is a funny story. Last year, when I was, you know, co or sub hosting for Joyce Riley on the Power Hour, I think I did that for like five or six months. One of the guests they had me that brought they brought on was a gardening expert, right? And I thought to myself, oh gosh, I can't believe I got to interview a gardening guy, you know, for one hour and take phone calls for him. And I thought to myself, well, it's going to be an interesting experience. I had some really interesting interviews on there, some really, really good ones, and others that just weren't so hot because the guests were just interesting. And I mean that in a facetious manner. Forgive me. I'm just trying to be positive. And what <laughs> happened is <laughs> I just try, I try so hard not to speak negative stuff about people. And, and what was interesting is because yeah, I realized that my, my words and my thoughts and my prayers are scalar waves, and they change the very fabric of the time-space continuum. So there's really no reason to speak negative stuff about people. You might as well do positive stuff because, you know, what goes around comes around in this world. And, you know, just what happens as you sow, you shall reap. And so what's interesting is uh, I was doing this uh, show with this guy and finally he starts talking about soil ph i said huh and then i asked him i said have you ever heard of dr carrie reams and the biological theory of ionization and he goes i studied with dr carrie reams and i've been trained in his concepts oh my gosh the show went great from that point on i was probably the only show i can pretty much guarantee you doug i'm the only show host in america today that could have had this discussion with this guy and enjoyed it <laughs> and, 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 and because i because i love because the ph stands for potential of hydrogen and ions and like i said we'll cover that in a second i'll make it real simple for you and, and, and the, but what's interesting about this is if the soil is too acidic and the plants like an alkaline soil the plants die they can't get nutrients if the plants like a acid soil like azaleas and the soils too alkaline the plants die this is one of the big problems we're having with the chemtrails soils that like acid or, or alkaline soils are being acidified because aluminum acidifies soil we'll talk about some other things that aluminum does in just a second right. and so what happens it changes the pH of the soil it changes the pH of the water it changes the pH of everything the lake that I live on used to have a real alkaline pH I hear, I hear hold, music. I'll come, I'll come yeah, back. Yeah, hold that thought, Ted. The lake that you live on 
There you go. PH in there. We'll start there when we come back on the other side of this break on the Hagman and Hagman Report live with Dr. Ted Brewer, healthmasters.com. That's healthmasters.com. Bookmark his website, sign up for his newsletter. Check out his radio show right here on Global Star Radio Network. It's time to get, every day. Uh, it's time to get per- uh, personally some- prepared and healthy. This is the globalstar.com. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, our very special guest, Mr. Ted Brower, Doctor Ted Brower, actually HealthMasters.com. We have him on tonight uh, for a very special reason. Of course, he's going to be uh, unavailable for the next couple of next few weeks, maybe otherwise uh, busy. So uh, we wanted to get him back on to cover more news, information, and his analysis, and in, in particular, the health issues that we will be facing and we are facing right now, especially with the. Uh, uh, chemtrails and, and the uh, respiratory ailments, as well as the pro- just the prolific causes of of cancer and uh, uh, I mean you name it autism. This is something that we are. This is a new battlefront in which we as Christians, we as humans, uh, as opposed to the Luciferian globalist elite, have to fight against, and we have to be uh, uh, very smart in doing so. And I would recommend anyone not. Um, Look, if if you're out buying uh, any type of nutritional supplements, I would recommend you do 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 what we do, and that's really simply just go to healthmasters.com. I don't care whether it's for a multivitamin or for even something uh, more tailored to whatever you need. Healthmasters has got the best of the best of the best, and that's been proven time and again. So uh, save your money. Don't go to Walmart. Don't go to Walgreens. Go to healthmasters.com, and that's. Uh, all I'm going to say about that, and I, I do want to say hello to Karen in Rome. Thank you so much for your well wishes and others. And, and I, I do want to apologize for taking away uh, time from my guests uh, tonight. Uh, it was fun because my my, my wife, my daughter, uh, my dog, uh, my son, and Eric apparently uh, thought it'd be fun to have a to embarrass me on air, which which happened. Uh, so I'm not I apologize trying to for embarrass that. you. We're trying to celebrate the wonderful birth yeah. of you. Yeah. 
into yeah. this world was, in it, the anniversary of that birth. It, it was funny because I, I, you know, my wife's birthday was yesterday, and, and I told her I said the angels sang yesterday, and uh, they, the next day they revolted uh, based on our, our consecutive births. So you know, uh, but anyway, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're allowed to laugh, okay? It's fine. Anyway, go ahead, Joe. Well, let's get back to our guest, Dr. Ted Rohrer, his website, healthmasters.com. Sign up for his newsletter. Check out his radio show right here on Global Star Radio Network. Before the break, we left off with uh, Dr. Ted Brewer living by a lake and the pH balance. <laughs> Real quick, we still have the special that we had last week with you guys. It's Doug Book. Uh, no space between Doug Book, just D-O-U-G, no space, B-O-O-K. And when, when you order $50 worth of stuff, uh, you'll actually get a $20 book for free. If you order $100 worth of stuff, you'll actually get the book for free, and you'll also get free shipping. And also, I remember, and by the way, I love talking to your, to your, uh, to your listeners. I spoke to Sarah today, one of your listeners, one of your longtime listeners out of Jacksonville, Florida, and I told her, I said, Sarah, I'm going to say hi to you tonight on the air. So, Sarah, hi to you tonight on the air. <laughs> she was so nice today on the phone. And your guys, your listeners are always just the absolute best. And whenever I'm in the office and one of you got one of the, one of the Hagman listeners call, I always take the telephone. In fact, you can ask them and tell them when you call the office, say, is uh, Dr. Brower in? I'm a Hagman listener. And uh, if I am there and they tell me that, and which I'm not there very often, you'll basically be talking to me in about 10 seconds. I, I kid, that's how that's how important that you guys are to me, and I thank you for your support. And I thank you for supporting Doug and Joe too. I mean, it's his birthday. Uh, you know, go to his website or go to go to Amazon, buy his book for you know nine ninety five, you know, on Kindle, and, and get his book as a birthday present for him. That'd be a blessing. Or go to his website and you know put an offering in. You know, give him a give him a contribution. I mean, it's kind of like Thank this, you. guys. I mean, well, no, it's, it's, you know, it's, again, I'm going to say this because I said this a month ago. You know, if, if you give a dollar, it doesn't make any difference. But if a thousand of you or ten thousand of you give a dollar, it makes a huge difference. Or if you give ten dollars and a thousand of you do that, it makes a huge difference. I mean, do what you can do for his birthday and give him a birthday present today. And it'd be nice if you do that. I'd really appreciate it. Medical scam. Oh, back to the, I got into the pH. Hang on. I have, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of like chill. I'm out of, I'm kind of like chilled out tonight. Hopefully I'm talking slow enough for everybody. pHs are interesting. So I started talking. To, so what happened is our water in our lake was very alkaline and we didn't have the growth of a certain weed. It's called hydrilla. It's a real nasty invasive species that came out of fish tanks years ago here in central Florida. And people started dumping their fish tanks to turn their fish loose on the lakes and they're dumping the hydrilla with it. So now we have these horrible ribbon like weeds that are all over the lakes here in central Florida. There's like a hundred lakes in my little town we live in. It's like we're surrounded by lakes and they're all contaminated with hydrilla except for the lake that I'm on. But the problem is hydrilla likes an acidic pH. And with all these stinking chemtrails they've sprayed on us, Doug, they've changed the pH of the lake, and now we have hydrilla. And so I was going to mention, and this, and this stuff is so bad when you're skiing, it'll, and you fall, it'll wrap around your legs and make you think that you've got a snake wrapping around you. It's some nasty stuff, okay? It pretty much renders the lake useless for like skiing and boating. It really does. And we were like the only lake in the area that we have super clean water, and I mean, it's, it's like living on a big spring. But now we have this big mess with the hydrilla in there now. So it's a big mess, but the pH changes everything. If a certain, if plants can't have the right pH, they can't absorb nutrients properly. The same thing is true with the body. If your body goes acidic, cancer loves a low oxygen environment, which is like from yeast. Everyone yeast loves it also, because I mean, it's like mold. They love low oxygen and it loves to be acidic. 
And so what happens is the more acidic your body gets and the more anaerobic your body gets, the higher the probability that you're going to get cancer. So what you can do is you go to the local drugstore and get some pH strips. And, you know, you don't want to take your urine sample first thing in the morning because it, it doesn't help because it's always, it's, it's always off in the morning because your body's going through so much cleansing at night. But wait about lunch, eat lunch, and then wait for about two hours after you've eaten and take a urine sample. Make sure you're drinking plenty of water and your pH should be between 6.4 and 6.8. And that means you've got really good pH. If your pH comes back at like 5.2 to 5.4, you're having massive, massive energy loss from the food because your body can't absorb the nutrients from the food because your body's too acidic. And you'll probably have a tendency to have, you know, diarrhea, a lot of diarrhea all the time. If your body's overly alkaline, then what ends up happening is then you can use something like apple cider vinegar if you're like at 8.2 pH with your urine. Make sure you don't leave it on your teeth because it'll dissolve calcium. You know, use like a drink it really fast and dilute it. And that'll make your body a little bit more acidic and make you digest your food a little bit better. And that'll allow you to also absorb your nutrients better. But with your pH, if I remember the numbers right, if you go to 5.4 versus 7.4, like if you're looking at 6.4 is neutral, 7.4, one end more alkaline, 5.4 more acidic, your energy loss is like 10 times at 7.4 and 100 times at 5.4 because it's a logarithmic scale. It is a huge, huge, huge energy drain when you're acidic. And when that, and you'll always be tired. I mean, you'll get up in the morning and you'll be tired. And what you have to do if you're a little bit too, Alkaline, you have to take what's called um, calcium uh, lactate, and if you if you're too acidic, you need to take uh, gosh, what was the name of that product we used to have? I don't have it anymore, but you have to take a different type of calcium product or magnesium product because it's it's, it's potassium, sodium, and calcium are the three alkalinizers of the body. But you don't want to take a lot of calcium supplements that are in a plant form. It's not good if you can get raw certified goat's milk. It's got really bioavailable calcium in it, but it doesn't. You have to make sure it's legal in your area. If if it is, then you can go ahead and drink that. But you don't want to drink a bunch of pasteurized milk because it's also acidic. So it's just it's just how it works. But you have to change your body's pH. I need to go ahead and put a whole protocol together for that, Doug, on the website. I don't have that on there. This that would be great. This, Seriously, this, that would be great. This is one of the things that we used to do when we had my clinic back in the 80s. Sometimes we'd have 30, 40 people a day come through the clinic. And it was just so busy those days. And it was because I'm, I'm always, you know, it's like 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes all day long. And I finally I realized that, you know, I could help a lot more people on radio and TV. And one of the key things that we did with the folks back then is we helped them to balance their pH. Then the state of Florida came in. This is great. You love this. And they said that we can no longer, they didn't say it to me personally, they sent a letter to all the state licensed nutritionists and said, you cannot work with people as far as balancing pHs. It's illegal. <laughs> okay. I, I, forgive me for laughing, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I forget, I remember those years. And then they, and, the, and, the, and Reams had a really unique test. It was called the Reams Biological Theory of Ionization Test. And we used to do that all the time with people who came in. And, and they said, you also cannot do the Reams Biological Theory of Ionization Testing. And I thought to myself, well, what can we do? Well, you really couldn't do anything. You could tell them how many, how many servings there were in a can of peas and how many peas you eat a day. That was about it. And so it got really, really bad. And that's when I finally decided that I was going to go ahead. I started doing radio and TV. And we were helping so many people so fast doing that that I thought, I could see 40 people a day for the rest of my life and never reach as many people as I'm reaching, like on Marlon Maddox. And, you know, when I, that's when he used to have a huge show back in the 90s. It was crazy how big his show was. And that's the first time I did the Marlon Maddox show. It was like back in 1991. Doug, it was so big back then in radio before they, before they, uh, the FCC came in and decentralized it. I did one show with Marlon Maddox 
and I had, and I'm here by, you know, silly me, I got three, I got three rotary lines in my office, right, coming into my office. And, and I'm not thinking, how, you know, this, this guy's a 200, this is two, this is a 200 station simulcast, and I've still got this sheet of paper, because nobody talked about nutrition back then, this is like 25 years ago, right? And we had 17,000 phone calls blocked by U.S. Sprint. I still got the doggone receipt. 17,000 phone calls blocked by U.S. Sprint for people trying to call us. The phone rang off the hook for six weeks. I couldn't believe it. And then I thought, well, I guess I'm in the uh, radio TV business now. I guess this whole thing with the uh, being a licensed nutritionist is going to have to go on the back burner because I'm too busy, you know, helping this many people because there's literally millions of listeners at that point. So it was an interesting story I thought you guys would get a kick out of. Here's another medical, another medical scam. How many lives have cholesterol-lowering drugs and vegetable oils? I want to read this one. Destroy. This is a, uh, there's no, this is a guy by the name of Shilvey. That's how you pronounce his name. And the problem with what he's talking about, okay, we've already covered the stats, so I'm not going to cover them again, but what we're talking about are omega-6 oils like corn oil and safflower oil and soy oil. They make the blood way too thick. They increase neurological diseases, increase breast cancer, liver injury, memory loss, and diabetes, muscle damage, and more because of the statin drug intervention with that. So you need to use healthier oils, okay? You don't want to ever use margarine, ever put it in your body. And you need to be using olive oil, coconut oil, palm oil, sesame seed oil. All of those are great. Even organic butter is good. But, but don't be, don't be, don't be using the corn oil, the omega-6 oils, because they're super, super unhealthy. Now here's something else that I take and put in my shake every day. And it's really important. We have an organic beet powder non-GMO organic beet powder that is absolutely phenomenal and it's been shown to massively, massively uh, increase the amount of oxygen in the blood instantaneously. A lot of people are ordering this now and using it you know, for athletics before they work out and Olympic athletes are using it because it really, really de-stiffens the patient's blood vessels when the individual's at rest. It helps to prevent the heart from having to work too hard. Also by doing this, it helps to lower blood pressure. It's been naturally, been, it has naturally been shown to help reduce blood pressure. But remember, you don't get GMO beets. Almost all beets are genetically modified. They're really bad for you, so you don't want to do that. The brand that we use at Health Masters doesn't have any GMO, no pesticides, no, no sprays, nothing else on it. It's really, really important you do that. But I try that every single day. And when you first start using it, what it does, it kind of geeks you up. It gives you so much energy. It's kind of crazy. And after you use it for a couple of months, it stops doing that. But the initial couple of weeks on it, you kind of feel like you're 12 years old again, <laughs> bouncing off the walls like a Super Bowl. And uh, so it's a, it's a phenomenal product. And I use it every single day, two scoops, and my protein shake after, you know, when I'm having my breakfast the first thing in the morning. Now, here's another interesting article. Flu vaccines are causing massive death spikes of the elderly across the UK. This is an article by Hayes. And she says there's 86% of the extra deaths that are occurring in the UK right now. 86% occurred over 75 and 38% occurred in the people over 90. Now, what she's saying is that the, the shots, the black vaccines, are the primary cause of all these extra deaths of these older folks in the United Kingdom. And guys, listen to me. How many people have you heard say, Doug, I mean, I've had hundreds tell me this. I was doing great. I went and got a flu shot, got the flu, got unbelievably sick. I'll never take another one. See, the flu shot doesn't work, number one. Number two, the multivial flu shots all contain thimerosal or mercury. That's what they do. They still have it in there. And so you're injecting your body with mercury. And three flu shots in a row actually increase the risks of senile dementia 
by up to 50%. So you don't want to do any flu shots at all. And you know, here's the other thing, and I talked about this on our show earlier this week, and this is interesting to me, kind of sad, but it's interesting. If I was a pediatrician, and I was injecting healthy children with all these immunizations, and all of a sudden I was finding these kids were having these encephalitic screams a few days after I injected them or the night of the injection, I would start thinking that just maybe there's a problem with the vaccines. Just maybe there's a problem with the vaccines. The former president, CEO of NBC, says that his grandson was damaged by vaccines. His name is Bob Wright. He's the former CEO of the media giant NBC Universal. He wrote a new book out, guys. It's called The Right Stuff from NBC to Autism Speaks. Here's what he said. I'm going to quote this. Right after my grandson got his standard one-year vaccinations, he developed a very high fever and screamed for hours. His daughter's name is Katie. She was so frightened, she called her husband to come home from work, and they immediately put the baby in an ice bath to bring down the high fever. When they called the pediatrician that had administered the vaccines, they were told that the reaction was completely normal. This is a quote. They were told that the reaction was completely normal. Well, John Rappaport said, so he said, yes, completely normal in the eyes of a lunatic license to practice medicine. I mean, and here's what happens and why this happens. This is called an encephalitic scream. The baby arches its back and it has brain swelling. And this brain is swelling and pushing against the side of the skull. And the baby's in excruciating pain. And this baby can sit like this for up to 18 hours with elevated temperature. And the reason this happens is the vaccine causes a cytokine response in the body from the macrophages because it's so poisonous and the body doesn't know what to do with it. It can't respond to it quickly enough. The, the macrophages start signaling a cytokine to be released and it goes into this cascade. It's called a cytokine cascade or a cytokine storm. And it causes massive brain inflammation, massive fever in a lot of these kids who have these vaccinations. So finally, Bob Wright, the former CEO of NBC Universal wrote a book. Now, we've got De Niro speaking out against it, and we got Bob Bright speaking out against it. I had one, one uh, physicist over in Germany. He said the reason that they're trying to induce as many children with autism as they possibly can, this is his opinion. His, name's, uh, his name was, uh, oh, oh gosh, I can't remember his name, Doug. I wasn't, I wasn't going to quote him on this time, but I'm going to do it anyhow. And uh, Vela, his name's Vela. And he, said, he said that the, the, the Satan group that runs the planet now, they want as many autistic children as they possibly can for demonic possession. Isn't that interesting? You know, I, I've heard that. I, I've heard that. Yep. Um, but, um, I, I mean, okay, combine that with the abortions. Combine That's that right. with the... Uh, with the eugenics, yes, yes. So I, I yes. So what's what's interesting? What's interesting about this is that you know nothing else makes any sense. I mean, if they're telling us one in forty-eight children now have autism, with one in two with by twenty twenty-five, and with all boys yeah. by twenty thirty-five, and all girls by twenty thirty-seven, don't they think somebody's going to notice? Well, all the kids it, are going it, down with. I mean, are you yeah. kidding me? You know, and, and the thing that bothers me with these pediatricians that do this and they see this, 
is that can they not think that they're the ones causing this? I know another national pediatrician came out and supported seeing the movie Vax after De Niro came forward and said that he wants to know the truth about why all these kids are coming down with autism. I know a really uh, brilliant speaker. He's dead. He's been, he's been, may he rest in peace, Dr. Robert Mendelson. He died back in the 80s. He wrote multiple books you can get online for like a penny a piece. You get them used. One of them is called Confessions of a Medical Heretic. And what he did, he he considers religion and medicine to be the same. And that you get these doctors, they're like witch doctors, and they're like the, you know, they run around with their white robes and stethoscopes, and they pretend like they know how to heal you and cure you and drive all the stuff out of you. But he says they're like witch doctors. They're awful. And he said that he is a heretic because he no longer wants to practice as a witch doctor and as a medicine man. And he said he wasn't willing to do that for anymore because it's sort of like a religion. There are older people out there, Doug, that, you know, over probably 65 and 70, sometimes even my age, the doctor is still God to them. And if a doctor right. says, you can't do this, or you need to do this, they're going to listen. They're going to do exactly what they're told immediately because they feel as though this guy has authority over them. Well, you don't, they don't have authority over you. And when these guys come in and they continue to give these shots to these perfectly healthy children who get sicker and sicker, it's complete nonsense. The first 12 months of life, that baby needs to be breastfed. And he's going to get all of his immune support from his mother's breast milk. He's going to get his immunity from that. The immune system's not even functional at six months when they get their first shot, a set of shots. It's just, it's just right. something to get you, it's something to get you used to going into the doctor. That's all it is. What a waste. Yeah. What, what a horrific, uh, the whole system is evil when I look at it. It's just evil. Well, no, it's, it's a bunch of, bunch of drug pushers. And the thing about this yeah. is that people need to understand that, you know, healthy babies don't, you know, people that have been having babies for thousands and thousands of years without immunizations. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, this yeah. is, uh, this is just, this just happened in the last, you know, 60, 70 years. I mean, this is complete sure. and total nonsense that we're doing this to children now thinking this is okay. It's not okay. There's a part, there's no part of 72 vaccines by the kid, time the kid is 18 or 17 or 16 years old that he needs to have. There's no part of that that's okay. 72 now on the vaccine schedule? It's insanity. With another 250 in the pipeline. And the reason this happened, Doug, back in 1986, Reagan gave these guys carte blanche immunity against prosecution. Before that, they were getting sued left and right because of autism and because of brain damage to these children. It got so bad they were about to get sued out of business. Reagan decided to let them do whatever they wanted to do and not be subject to prosecution. Then the government put billions of dollars into an autism fund, into a brain damage fund, a vaccine damage fund for the these children and billions of dollars have been paid out now for these people that have been damaged. These are admitted damages that have occurred from vaccines. Are you joking me? No, I'm not. I'm telling you the truth. This has already been paid out billions of dollars. And so they know they caused these problems. They know it. Right. It's not even like they're trying to hide it. But yet these pediatricians won't wake up and see what's going on. And Dr. Mendelssohn wrote a book. He was a pediatrician by trade. He wrote, a, he wrote another book. It's called How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Pediatrician. That's what it says, the name of the book. And it's Robert it's Mendelssohn. And you need to get this book. And he talks about the vaccines and all the causes of all the diseases that they were causing even back in the 80s before they ramped up this vaccine schedule like they have now. You know, it. it uh, I, I think the war on drugs should include the war on vaccines and statins, not just the uh, so-called war on uh, drugs, meaning the uh, whatever is being abused for recreational purposes. That's just me. 
I agree with you 100% because, number one, these drugs, including the statins and these other chemicals like the tricyclic antidepressant and the serotonin reuptake inhibitors and all these different chemicals that have now been shown to cause these children to commit suicide and do these horrible things, why are they on the market and why are they being given to children? It's crazy. It's like fluoride. Fluoride has now been linked to neurotoxicity. The government's even admitting it after they've fed it to us since 1946. I mean, are you joking? It does not fight cavities. I mean, the first lawsuits against sodium fluoride were those filed by groups of farmers in southern New Jersey back in the 40s whose peach orchards were completely destroyed and animals were died by heavy fluoride emissions from the nearby, nearby DuPont, DuPont factory. I mean, uh-huh. You know, fluoride causes brain damage. It causes a massive drop in IQ scores. It should never be put into your body. It's like chemotherapy. There's a really interesting article that was written by Frosty Woodridge this week, and he wrote it. It's called Depth of Their Depravity, the American Medical Association, Monsanto, and Chemotherapy. And he goes, in the past two years, eight of my friends died of different forms of cancer. One friend holds on to a dear life, as you read this column. Another dear friend lived because he took a different path, away from standard operating procedure in the American Medical Association. He opted away from chemotherapy and radiation. Today he thrives because he rejected the, senseless of injecting, the senselessness of injecting chemicals into the body. A doctor cut cancer out of me 26 years ago. This is what he, Frosty is saying. It changed how I ate, what I ate, how I exercised, and how I detoxed my body, and how I looked at the world. Because cancer patients and their insurance agencies pay $100 billion annually for chemotherapy, for surgery, and radiation. Five years ago, all top networks reported on the liver damage of Aleve, Motrin, and Tylenol. Nonetheless, their advertising executives created even more compelling ads to deflect any facts or consequences. If you look at Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew, and Pepsi, you think those drinks bring you vitality. But once again, all major networks show that these soda pops can cause heart problems, cavities, diabetes, and obesity. Then this Frosty goes on to say, each year... The Food and Drug Administration, medical doctors prescribe thousands of chemical cocktails to patients. Each year, 100,000 Americans die from adverse reactions to these drugs. And by the way, about a million die every year from chemotherapy, Doug. It's absolutely nuts what's happening with chemotherapy. Chemotherapy has killed, I think, like 16 million people since 2000. And if you look at the drug interactions, drug chemicals, all these interactions, it's over 20 million dead like in the last 16 years from the treatment protocols that people have been given. 20 million yeah. dead. I mean, it's insane the numbers. Now think about this. If you had a Boeing, if you, if you had a Boeing 747 and they start dropping out of the skies with 400 passengers each and all of them start crashing and you have 10,000 people die on these planes, you have, you have 30 of them crash or whatever. You think, we need to recall the Boeing 747. We need to pull this thing out of service, and we need to be done with this plane and figure out why these things are falling out of the sky. But we don't do that with medicine. We don't do that with cancer treatment. We don't do that. We pretend like it's not happening. We pretend like medicine's good for you, that drugs are good for you, because the government and the insurance companies provide them for us. And at the age of 60, 37% of the population takes five or more prescription drugs a day, but the Medicaid, the Medicare, and the insurance pays for it, so they don't care. They think they need to have it because they were told they need to have it. That's the problem that we have. It's massive scientific fraud. You know, it's just absolutely crazy what's happening in these research facilities and how this, these people that are going through the Food and Drug Administration approving these drugs, working for the FDA, making minimal salaries, and then turning around and getting drug jobs with the very drug companies for whom the drugs were they approved. These sweetheart deals. It's called the revolving door of the Food and Drug Administration, and it's not illegal. The problem is it's not ethical either, but these people don't care. I mean, we saw the same thing happen with aspartame and how it was approved. I mean, it was absolutely nuts. 
the FDA was suing GD Searley for falsifying reports. They ended up going, the, the guy who was working with the, with the FDA, the, 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 re, the research attorney that was doing this, he got a job offer from, some, from Searley, from, from the, I guess it was a Sydney and Austin law firm, if I remember right. I wrote this in one of my, my books, Break to Maximum Energy. And he actually was hired by the very company that was representing the other companies as far as the drug and the, of getting this approval of this product. I mean, the aspartame. That's how it got on the market. And of course, Rumsfeld was right in the middle of it all. Now, see, these guys are bribed and they get this money stolen. You know, they get the money given to them and they keep doing all of this stuff. It happens all the time in research. They'll go to a major research facility and they'll say, we need you to prove this drug. It has to be approved. And if you don't want to prove it, we're not going to bring you any more research grants. You've got to set your study up in such a way that it's going to work. Years ago, I believe I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to repeat it because it's that important. I had the folks that manufacture aspartame back in the 90s contact me because I was doing all these huge talk shows, huge talk shows like with Rick Dees and Scott Shannon and Marla Maddox, and I was talking about all this stuff before Clinton deregulated radio you know, and, and, and allowed it to be bought up by Clear Channel and these other companies that basically own all the media. And so you had all these independent media outlets with radio telling people the truth about health, especially me, because I was doing like 40 shows a day in peak weeks. And what was interesting about this, they contacted me, Doug, and they sent me a whole stack of studies that said that aspartame was safe. And, I, and they called me at the office. And when I picked up the phone and I talked to them, and I said, because it was their law firm. And I said to them, I said, great. I said, that's happy you sent me these. They sent me like 50 studies. And I said, well, how many of these studies did you pay for? Well, we pay for all of them. I said, why don't you do this? Why don't you send me 50 studies you didn't pay for to say these products, this product is safe? Well, we don't have any. We don't have any. And so that was the thing. They didn't have any. There's over a 100 clinical studies showing that aspartame causes brain tumors, brain cancer, seizures, headaches, optic nerve degradation. The list goes on and on, which is blindness, by the way. And the list goes on and on. You can't drink paint thinner, guys. It's got methanol in it. 10% of aspartame is paint thinner, is methyl alcohol. It cannot be made non-poisonous. And this is the stuff that they're putting into the food and had and have been since the early 80s. I mean, you're looking at, what, 20, 30, 35 years now of this yeah. mess? And, and, you know, and, and we wonder why so many people are having so many health problems. We're, we're being poisoned by this stuff. Oh, by the way, the Flint, Michigan water quality scientists, have, some of them have been charged now with conspiracies and conspiracy to commit fraud by altering lead contamination data. Now, what's interesting about this is, is uh, multiple charges were filed by Michigan's attorney general against Mike Glasgow, 40 years of age, of Flint, the city's laboratory and water quality control supervisor, Mike Presby, 53, of Bath, a Michigan Department of Environmental Quality official, and Stephen Bush, 40, of DeWitt, suspended Lansing District Coordinator for DEA's office, DEQ's Office of Drinking Water and Municipal Assistance. The charges include felony misconduct, conspiracy, and tampering with evidence. The individuals charged with the crimes not face up to five years in prison. Now, what's crazy about this is, they were told by higher ups, you know this, Doug, to dummy up these documents and oh, yeah. to do this because they were getting busted for this. But yet these guys are going to be made the scapegoats and they're going to go to jail over this. The craziest thing about it is, is that you know you got to ask yourself a question. You, they knew the lead was in the water. Again, I'm going to mention this was happening when you spray aluminum all over things like what they're doing with the chemtrails. It acidifies the water supply. When it acidifies the water supply, it makes the lead it makes the lead leach into the water from the pipes that are down deep because it makes them dissolve. And see, and when you start putting metal with acid, it leaches. 
And so now they have all of this lead and plus all the runoff from some of these different rivers in here with all this stuff happening. So what ends up happening is you get a situation where you get a few people that are being charged for huge crimes that are taking place all over the country, but nobody wants to talk about it and nobody wants to take responsibility for it, Doug. Lead poisoning is a major problem in Michigan and all over the United States with every major municipality because of the lead being leached out of the pipes. I believe it could be also from pollution, acid rain, and also from these chemtrails and the aluminum that's being sprayed onto our aquifers. What do you think, Doug? Yes, uh, you're exactly right. And we have, uh, I've got some, uh, good friends up in Flint and, and I've been getting reports about what was taking, what's been taking place up there and it's just, it's criminal. So, so what and you're saying. Arrest, yeah. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is, uh, scientists have been charged with, with yes. fraud. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, and because, because it's criminal. And yeah, it's collusion. Right. They're getting together right. and they're saying, oh God, we gotta cover our butts. Let's cover our butts. You know, it's the same thing happened. But remember, they're being charged criminally. But Thompson, even though he has whistleblower status, and he came forward, you know, with the CDC and said they're right. dummying up the data for autistic children and throwing them in a, throwing the studies in garbage cans to change the statistics, which proved the NMR shot caused black boys to come down with autism. Nothing's happening. Uh. Nothing's happening because autism is this sacred little thing that they got going on with the medical establishment. Because remember, if we've not seen that the Rothschild banking cartel is controlling everything, including the media and the pharmaceutical corporations through their interlocking corporate directorships and Washington and the White House and Congress and everybody else, you know, we've got to be blind because that's exactly that's right. who's doing all of this stuff. The bankers are the ones that are doing this through the Exchange Stability Fund that they started in 1934 or the shadow government that runs and owns the Treasury, which is now owned by the Rothschild cartel, and they do whatever they want to do with it. It's the craziest thing. When you start studying the Exchange Stability Fund, you realize what an unbelievable mess that we're in and how this 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 subterfuge that they've done to us is so complete and that the vast majority of the people in the United States have no idea how bad it is, Doug. What do you think? That's, you know, you're exactly correct. And we had talked about the ESF um, some time ago, and, and everyone should really understand what is really taking place with respect to uh, the shadow government, with respect to the, the criminal cabal that is the CIA, or running parallel investigations in, uh, with the CIA. This is, and the bankers, the bankers especially, the infrastructure of globalists, and we are a captured operation, Ted. I've said this many times. We've been captured from within. All of this is taking place today is because of, um, well, we allowed it to take place. We, we have watched it, we've allowed it, and it's because of greed, exceptional greed by the globalists way back when. And, um, this does spill over into healthcare. And by the way, this is, I do believe this is why Obamacare, the Affordable Healthcare Act, all of this was so necessary to have implemented here over the last six years. We needed this, or they needed this, in order to capture not just the economy, but the, but the health in the compliance of, of people. I got, I got to tell you, the uh, what I've seen with with this uh, Affordable uh, Healthcare Act, if you do not comply with certain aspects of the act, they will basically kick you out or penalize you for not not complying. And it's it's a long story. Maybe I didn't frame that pro- uh, correctly, but uh, you better 
uh, go through the tests and the vaccinations and the injections and the flu shots, and, and they are now conducting surveillance over your activities to make sure this is what you're doing, and if not, you get penalized. It, it's it's ridiculous. Um, and, and I know I, I opened, probably opened up a lot for questions, but but trust me when I tell you this, it, that you're, you're going to see more of that coming. Um, well, there's, well, there's supposed to be a massive increase again in premiums for 2017. Uh, yes. My buddy, my buddy Mike here locally, he was paying like 50 bucks a month, right? He has like four kids, makes like $35,000 a year. They raised his policy to like $300 a month now. It had like oh, yeah. a five, 600% increase in one year. One year. His income oh, hasn't yeah. gone up. And see, next year is supposed to go, it's supposed to really spike next year because a lot of the providers are saying that they're losing money because they're having to accept people that have got any disease for treatment. And they can't allow the payments to stay this low. Again, this is Cloward and Pivot on steroids. That's what this yes. is. It's Cloward and Pivot on steroids. They're doing everything they possibly can to break, bankrupt the United States fiscally. And that's what they're doing. They're, they're doing a very good job of it because if we lose our reserve currency status. But remember, here's what's interesting. Last week, the, the, uh, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll step away from nutrition for just a second. Last week, the the Rothschild banking cartel that runs China was saying that China was going to basically introduce a new gold-backed yuan, you know, and you know, and just and try to take some of the reserve currency status away from the United States. And they kind of tested the water with all this. But you got to remember something: these guys are doing what they did with the Civil War. This, the Rothschild banking cartel backed the North and they backed the South. They didn't care who won. They just wanted to be at the other end of the money stream, and they wanted to be uh-huh. in control at the other end. And then when, when Lincoln won. He ended up basically being in a situation where he refused to put the Rothschild Bank back in that Andrew Jackson had gotten rid of in 1832, the Bank of the United States, with Biddle. And they ended up killing him over it. In fact, many people believe that he was murdered by an agent of the Rothschild Bank, John Phillips Booth, which I believe that's true. That was in that book, The Unseen Hand, by Ralph Epperson. And I really believe that's true. I believe that's accurate. Because the truth is, when you really look at what's happened with all of these different people, you know, in the 1800s, and they kept dying, and these presidents kept dying, it was almost always the banking cartels that were involved, until finally they got Howard Taft, you know, Taft, who was a, who was a, who was a bonesman, a skull and bones from Yale, and he got yeah. involved with a three-party split against Roosevelt and Wilson. And then Wilson ended up winning because they split the Republican ticket. And Taft knew that would happen. He gave Wilson that election, which let Wilson bring in the Federal Reserve Act and also the income tax. So this whole thing has been manipulated. That's why I like Ralph Epperson's book, because he does a really good job tying together a lot of these loose ends. I also like the uh, Dr. Dr. Montice book, the, uh, the Brotherhood of Evil. And I also oh, yeah. like... And I like yep. that. I love the other, but these are, these are like, like a dollar penny online. And you can get the other one for free. It's called, uh, Pawns in the Game by William Guy Carr. That's probably one of the best ones that ties together what happened with the Nazis and the New World Order after World War II. And he said that Russia basically won the war because they got half of Europe as a prize, which is true. I mean, why did we do that? Why did Roosevelt give all of this land, or wouldn't Roosevelt at that point, it was true, but why did they give all of this land to Stalin like that? And I mean, they gave him Poland, Czechoslovakia. Are you kidding me? They didn't have to do that. They did not have to do that. So you need to read that book too. But let's, let's jump back on nutrition stuff. And I'll, at the bottom of it, when we finish this hour, if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and jump on. Uh, we'll jump on a bunch of these all the other stories I want to cover tonight. Oh, too. I can't wait! Yes, yes. Okay, but uh, but DNA has now been confirmed that GMO, the human DNA now confirms that GMOs can pass directly into humans and alter human DNA. This is this is trans. This is we've talked about this. This transhumanism, and we've talked about what happens in the body when you eat these GMO foods. You really, really need to get away from those. And here's another interesting thing about aloe vera. 
We've got a product that's made from aloe. It's a great product. It does a great job. If you have, if you have a problem with constipation, it, it helps you use the bathroom. It's not addictive. It's amazing what it does. But aloe, you can also drink it and put it in your smoothies so you can actually grow your own. It grows really well in warm climates. It has over 200 biologically active enzymes and nutrients, including vitamins, enzymes, amino acids, and minerals that help to promote nutrient absorption. It's really, really good for your gut. And here's another interesting thing. Uh, Pro-vaccine shield Dr. David Gorski has been linked to a cancer fraudster in cahoots with the pharma to develop a lucrative autism drug. This is an interesting article by Juice Julie Wilson, and she said that this guy basically is going in now and pushing his association with these different organizations, and then so he can make money making a drug for autism. And the crazy thing about this is the problem with autism is that the GCMAF molecule is not active in the body, that the macrophage has had its vitamin, um, has had its sugar molecule stripped off the bottom of it, and the vitamin D3 can't attach to it. And that's one of the other reasons that it causes that cytokine storm in those young children, Doug. So you really need to realize that D3 is super important, and you need to go ahead and get your Nagalase tested if you can. Go to your local doctor and say, I want a Nagalase test. It's N-A-G-A-L-A-S-E, and see what your Nagalase levels are, because what's one of the first indications that your body may be coming down with cancer, because the, the Nagalase inhibits the macrophages of the body vacuum cleaners from working well. Now, this is an article I want to cover real quickly, because we're almost time, out of time in this hour. It says that plant blood or chlorophyll enables your cells to capture sunlight energy. And they're saying that chlorophyll is a molecule that's very close to the red blood cell, to hemoglobin. And that's the only thing different in it is like the, the one has one has iron and one has mag- magnesium in it. And what's interesting about this is it's saying that we can actually absorb energy and nutrients from plants if we ingest the green leafy plants. And we can do that by using them in our smoothies and juicing them. And it's saying that animals are not just glucose-burning biomachines, but that we are also light-harvesting hybrids. And I wouldn't have really reported on this, but it's from a really reputable source uh, by Green Med Info. It's a phenomenal website, by the way. And it says, for at least half a century, it's been widely believed among scientific communities that humans are simply glucose-dependent biomachines and are virtually with the, and cannot utilize the virtually limitless source of available energy through sunlight. And he says that what happens is you can actually take chlorophyll, a chlorophyll-rich diet like with a lot of greens, and it results suggest that chlorophyll-type molecules modulate, modulate mitochondrial ATP, which is the energy storehouse of the body, by catalyzing the reduction of the coenzyme Q, a, a slow step in mitochondrial ATP synthesis. So what he's saying is that the chlorophyll actually helps to massively increase energy if you eat the green leafy plants. Now, one of the other things that chlorophyll does do, if you've got a problem with adult-onset diabetes, chlorophyll has been shown to really work well at helping to reduce blood sugar. Now, you have to be careful with it because you can get it in a bottle, but it's extra, it stains everything it gets on, so you have to be very careful with it. And uh, But you, you take a couple tablespoons of that a day, and it's amazing what it does. And it also says it actually is a, it has a potential for maximal longevity. And it also says, this is interesting, we talked about this a few months ago, we talked about the uh, about the Morgellons. And it says, this means that when you are consuming a glass of green vegetable juice, for instance, it is likely the most precious health-promoting elixir on the planet, and should be considered something of a nutritional bridge that we we can cross to become a light-capturing organism if we choose to be. It says, interested further in the human relationship to light, read Biophotons. The human body admits, communicates with, and is made from light. 
I find that very, very fascinating about the biophotons in the body. We did a whole big thing on that. We talked about the Morgellons antenna and how we get tied into it. Now, let's see. Uh, we've already talked, we've already covered this about all of the stuff of the Pacific Ocean dying. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Also, 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 we gotta be careful with our taste buds. MSG can actually make your taste buds detest the taste of healthy food. This happened to my little son Harris when he was like two years old. We had some people come over who were doing some carpentry work in the house, putting some crown molding up for us actually. And he ended up, uh, the guy gave him, I guess, I didn't know about it, like two years old, a bunch of chips that were loaded with, with that were loaded with MSG. And man, it was everything we could do to get that kid to eat for three days after that. All he wanted to do was eat those chips with MSG, and he didn't like the food that we were giving him. And that MSG contains glutamic acid, which basically is an excitotoxin, which allows too much calcium to be influxed into neural cells, causing the death of brain cells. It's un- that's why you get such bad headaches with MSG. And so you really, really need to stay away from anything with MSG, and it's hidden like in different 25 different compounds. So just stay with your fresh vegetables and organic stuff. You'll be able to avoid the MSG. Plus, it's a lot cheaper than processed foods. Did you see over in China that they've been caught lacing their food with uh, a painkiller, morphine, in order to get people hooked on certain restaurants' food? I well, saw this article same, yesterday. Oh, well, we did the same thing with Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola used to have cocaine right. in it. You know, back yep. in the mm-hmm. 100 years, 110 years ago. So, yeah, but see, when stuff like that's legal over there, see, I mean, we had a, you remember the opium wars over there? I mean, there's a right. real problem in China with that, and that's what, you remember, that's what happened when they talked to Chiang Kai-shek after World War II, and they wanted to know how he was funding this huge army that he had in China, and he said they were selling opium to the peasants, and that's how they financed the war to take over China, the communists did. And so that's when our CIA decided to step into that same ballpark and start harvesting the opium from Southeast Asia from the Cambodian Triangle. And that's one of the reasons it caused, you know, the, the Vietnam War. But we don't want to lose the ability to harvest all that opium over there. So then we ended up, they ended up being in a big drought anyhow. And so probably from our weather modification nonsense that we did to them with the Ho Chi Minh Trail. So what ended up happening is they moved it to Afghanistan. And that's the right. biggest thing you need, you need. So we, we've done, a, we've done, a, well, Doug, you know that you guys have done whole yes. shows on that before. But so you have to realize that you have to, uh, you have to be looking at exactly what's going on. So yes, Doug, Joe, it wouldn't surprise me at all that they're using opium or any type of, you know, or opioid to make people more addicted to the food. And it really doesn't surprise me because if, if there's no laws against it over there, who knows? They still may be selling opium to the peasants in order to make money to finance the Chinese, you know, communist government. Who knows? Well, and I would like to take this opportunity, Ted, to make sure that people know uh, there is a special on. Um, your uh, now now you just rolled this product out. It's called Vitamita Vegemin, and uh, <laughs> I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure how many people really get that joke, but uh, it's, it's be over Lucy Ball. If you don't get it, yeah, you're not right. over fifty. <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> right. So, uh, but, but again, you know, the, the tongue and cheek humor there was that that uh, supposed elixir was uh, laced with alcohol. And, uh, you know, so it's the same, the same idea with that. So with what you just talked about, the opium, it's, uh, wow. All right. Okay. Didn't mean to, didn't mean to take <laughs> you off. Happy birthday, Doug. Happy birthday. It's Thanks. Okay. I had too much, 
I I had too much vitamin vitamin to measurement for my. Uh, uh, <laughs> happy birthday, yeah. Doug! It's okay. You can say whatever you want to say. It's your you can you know I'll, I'll be oh, happy. I, I got to a freebie, happy right? To you. Okay. All right, the uh, World Health. By the way, the World Health Organization is finally admitting that antidepressants are causing little children to kill themselves and causing all types of problems with these young children. And I've been warning people about this for over twenty years. You know, it's unbelievable when you have two and three year old children that are put on Prozac or put in Zoloft and put on Ritalin. Remember, this Prozac and the Zoloft and all these things, they really depress the body. The Ritalin is like speed. It speeds the body up. I mean, these kids are being taught how to use these, these chemical concoctions at a very, very young age, and it's, it's really sad. Uh, can a toxic metal found in vaccines cause heart disease? I want to read this to you. It's a part of this. This is by Dr. Jack Wilson. It says that aluminum is found in many vaccines, including hepatitis A, B, diphtheria, uh, and the, the HPV vaccines. And it says that aluminum stops cellular cleaning. It says lysosomes are organelles inside of most cells in the body. These are the garbage cans, and the body can't clean itself out because the interior of these lysosomes become very acidic because of the aluminum. Again, it makes everything more more acidic. And so the aluminum blocks the ability of the lysosome. And said, and said they can't work properly. It says aluminum is linked to autoimmune diseases, which we already know that, and aluminum leads to arterial blockages. It says lysosomes break down lipid particles that contain cholesterol as the LED returns to the liver. It's taken up by the LDL receptors, and these little these receptors basically catch the LDL and bring it back to the liver. And it says, but when you give, put aluminum in there, it changes this entire system, and it doesn't allow it to work. It also inhibits crucial antioxidants in the body. So, guys, everything happens when you start putting these injections in your body, and everything that happens is not good. Here's another article that says that Quaker Instant Oatmeal and Silk Nonjoy CMO Creamer have been found now to be contaminated with glyphosate. I wanted to share that with you. Instant oatmeal, strawberries, and cream contaminated with glyphosate. Almost every single thing is contaminated with glyphosate now because routinely the wheat, the barley, and the oats are sprayed with glyphosate right before their harvest. And we've talked about this repeatedly, which causes them to be poisoned with glyphosate. Quaker instant oatmeal, strawberries, and creams, glyphosate. Thomas whole wheat bagels, glyphosate. Rudio multi bagels, glyphosate. Pepperidge Farm whole grain bread, 100% whole wheat, glyphosate. Roundup. Ordella hash brown potatoes, glyphosate. Cream of wheat hot cereal, whole grain, glyphosate. 365, 365, which is the organic creamer from Whole Foods, glyphosate. Original silk soy creamer, non-GMO, glyphosate. You should be using soy anyhow. But the point is it's all being contaminated with glyphosate now. So what do you guys think about that? You can't really eat any kind of wheat or oat products now that are contaminated with glyphosate. What's our alternative, Ted? I, I guess, you know, yeah, that's exactly how, how can we, given the, the chemtrail, I mean, what's what's our, what do we you do? Have to, you, you have to do the, you, you have to do the, uh, Organic. You have to do organic, non-GMO, because they can't be sprayed with glyphosate if they're organic. Like our beets. Beets are also sprayed. Everything's sprayed with glyphosate. Our beets don't, aren't sprayed with glyphosate that we make our beet powder with. I mean, it's so important that it says organic, non-GMO. The problem is we're back at the, uh, back at, how should I say this? We're back at the, uh, the disposal or the discretion or under the, uh, auspices of the manufacturers and the growers because if they tell us they don't spray it with glyphosate but they did or it got crop spray from 
five miles away because somebody was spraying it with an airplane with glyphosate. You got this big mess going on. But the most important thing, Doug, is just do the best you possibly can to avoid any non-organic G, a non-GMO, any, any non-organic, if it says, if it doesn't say organic and it doesn't say non-GMO, just avoid it. And a lot of manufacturers now are starting to label things as non-GMO. And if glyphosate will be banned globally, banned, I mean, bland, 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 we can stop a lot of this nonsense. Oh, by the way, right. HPV vaccine manufacturers, HPV vaccine manufacturers in Japan who don't have that law that Reagan wrote, huh, they're now being sued for deaths by the toxic immunizations by the people that live in a Jan in, 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 in Japan. Here's another article. Uh, oops, it wasn't cancer after all. <laughs> admits the cancer National Cancer Institute, JAMA. And now they're saying that so many people have been diagnosed with cancer, in the thyroid in particular, and now they realize that it really wasn't cancer. And says many cancer experts said the reclassification was long overdue. For years, there have been calls to downgrade small lesions of the breast, lung and prostate among others and to eliminate the term cancer from their name now they're finally saying we've misdiagnosed these things they're not cancer but yet we told you you had cancer and we're sorry you're dead from the chemotherapy pretty much that's what they're saying and you're sorry to the families of the people that died so what do you guys think about that well that is what it is i mean i don't i don't want to sound trite but but yeah Definitely, you got to hit your sad. Yeah, there you go. I mean, oh, by, by the way, Russia wants to be the largest organic producer in the world, and now we are feeding organic corn from Romania to cows in the United States. Can you believe? Yeah. That? I, I, okay, I heard something about this. It, it was through another article. Uh, how does that even work? How do you even do that? Yeah, uh, ship how, over. They, they they send it over by you know by the by the boatload. You know they get these huge. They get, they fill them up with these organic grains. It's sad that our manufacturers in the United States can't produce enough organic grain. See what happens is if you have a cow and you label that cow organic, that means it right. had to eat organic grains. I mean we have right. we have we have chickens right, and uh, you know we have like you know fifteen chickens here in the backyard, and because we kind of live out in the country, and and so the the, the the chickens, you know we have to feed them organic or otherwise the eggs aren't organic. And so right. we like order, we have, we order like 50 pound bags of organic grits, right? Corn grits. And we feed them those along with a bunch of other different seeds, including flaxseed oil and what, flax seeds. And the chickens love it. And the eggs have a deep, deep orange color to the yolk. They're not just yellow. They're like orange. And right. it's because they have such a high nutrient density in the, in the, uh, in the, in the food that they're eating. And it's, it's really, 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 uh, important that you do that. And that's why they're bringing all of this stuff across the ocean now because our men, our car, our, our farmers can't produce the organic stuff anymore primarily because their land is so contaminated with glyphosate <laughs> that the organic seeds, we can't grow in it anymore. The soil's poisoned. And so they have yep. to use glyphosate ready roundup corn to grow. Otherwise it won't grow because they've killed the soil. You try to grow stuff that you spray glyphosate on, it's very difficult. It takes years for that soil to cleanse itself. It's very difficult. One more final story. A GMO poison is now to be carpet bombed across 10,000 acres of western Washington to kill moss. They're going to be spraying poison to kill European and gypsy moss with pesticides, including the people in that area. And the reason I know this is true is they sprayed us back in the 90s 
I believe it was, it was the Malathion. They soaked everybody down, including the human beings and pregnant women, with Malathion, trying to get rid of the Mediterranean fruit fly here in Central Florida. And it did yeah, not. I remember that. Yeah. We've just buzzed through two hours of just fascinating news with Dr. Ted Brewer. We're going to be back with hour number three right after this short break with Dr. Ted Brewer, healthmasters.com, bookmarker's website, sign up for his newsletter. Go to his website, website. check out his show, Book his uh, bookmark his show here on Global Star Radio Network. Doug Book for, uh, for his book. This is the Global You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden. Exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our third and final hour on this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Today, the birthday of my father. Uh, there you go. And at the beginning of the show, we had our little birthday festivities that the family uh, yeah, was in studio, you. brought a cake, and, and we wish them a happy Actually, birthday. Actually, thank, thank all of you. Thanks to each and every one of you. Uh, I'm not deserving of that, and certainly that uh, was quite embarrassing to me. And plus, we took away Oh, yes, time you are. Guests, I mean, if you so. weren't born... Then I wouldn't be born. And so say. Then the earth would be void. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know no, that. No, that, no, that, that was, that, actually, that, that's true. So. But, uh, it's good all around. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what else is good? Doug Book. Doug Book uh, for the promo code for Health Masters. And I'm just so grateful that Dr. Ted Brower has, uh, allowed our audience to take advantage of, of, uh, using that promo code to get the, uh, his new, or his, not new book, his book, uh, Breakthrough Health. And of course, uh, free shipping on orders over fifty dollars. Terms yeah. apply or conditions apply. But nonetheless, so what, what a great, what, what, what a great, what a great deal! And breakthrough health, by the way, that's a timeless classic. It's, it's uh, to me, it's Doctor Brower's magnum opus. It's like dare to prepare of, of health on yeah. up for that's right. for health. Yep, yep. So that's good. All right, let's go back to let's go back to work. Let's go back to uh, pulling the information from, or actually. Accepting the information flow from Dr. Ted Brower from HealthMasters.com. Dr. Ted, thank you for keeping, uh, 
Just, uh, thank you for spending your time tonight. And I know that you've got, again, a thousand other things you'd be doing, and you're spending it with us. Thank you for that. So let's get rocking. Oh, it's always my pleasure. You know, I, I kind of consider you guys to be family anyhow, so that's why I you know, love being on your show. It's just, just a lot of fun. It really is. Okay, let's go back. And I, t- I mentioned this earlier. Let me read some statistics on it now because we're going we're to get away from the actual health stuff now, but I want to do one more thing. I get ready for huge Obamacare premium hikes in 2017. Amid rising drug and health care costs and in the in a, in market dynamics, the spokesperson for the national health insurers is predicting a substantial increase next year in Obamacare. Yep. Without venturing a specific percentage increase, Marilyn Tavener, the president and CEO of America's Health Insurance Plans, said in an interview with Morning Consultant that the culmination of market shifts and rising health care costs will force stark increases in health care insurance rates in 2017. And I mean, that's pretty crazy. If Mike already had a five or six hundred percent increase in his insurance, what they, what are they, what does the word stark even mean? It's absolutely, some people have seen up to seventy six percent. Of course, Mike had a five hundred percent increase. So it's just going to get worse and worse and worse on this, on this big cloward pivot thing. And I just, you know, it's just the whole thing boils back down to Justice Roberts, you know, you know, saying that this was a tax. Uh, it's not a tax. It's tyranny. That's what it is. It's, That's exactly right. Absolutely. It's nothing to do with taxation. I mean, I can't even believe he said that, but you know, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me, though. I mean, that's what they do. Now, all this, let's talk about. You just mentioned the uh, Supreme Court justice. Did you see what Chelsea Clinton said, uh, stating that now that Scalia is no longer on the Supreme Court bench, that a new vote on gun control measures would yield. Uh, much better results for progressives and the gun control lobby. Yeah, crazy talk. I mean, I mean, what you mean, Webster Hubble's daughter? <laughs> and thank you. Yeah, a lot of people don't 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 really get that. Just as they don't get uh, get a, look, uh, look at Bill Chelsea Clinton and get a picture of Webster Hubble and put yes. them side by side. Yes. I mean, this this yeah. is not a hard one to figure out. I mean, he's like the spitting, and she's a spitting image of Webster Hubble. And so yeah. it's just a, you know, you got you got first of all, let's just okay, let me just let me digress for a second, okay? Number one, we already know that Bill doesn't have sex with Hillary. We got that, okay? We got that. Okay. We already know the rumors are pretty much out there, and they're probably true that she likes girls. Okay, we got that too. Nobody's surprised by any of this. So if Bill's not having sex with his wife. You know, whatever. He doesn't care if somebody else is going to have sex with his wife. And if Webster Hubble had sex with her, I'm sure Bill didn't care. That's the kind of loose group of people these people are. They just don't care. And so look at a picture of Webster Hubble. Look at a picture of Chelsea Clinton. Decide for yourself who in the world knows who her daughter, her daddy is. But it, it's, it's an interesting thing. But let's, let's talk about Prince, the guy who just died, and chemtrails, the New World Order, and secret U.S. history. This is interesting. Prince went on mainstream television back in 2013, and he went on Tavis Smiley's show in late night. And he started dropping knowledge of chemtrails, the New World Order at the United Nations, and global manipulation. And he said that we are all indentured servants and currently slaves on a pan- plantation. Prince, he doesn't vote because of his religion, although he thinks that Obama mean, means well. Of course, you know, he would think that. But the point is this. He straight called out the New World Order and chemtrails on a national late-night talk show, and we wonder why he's dead. I mean, is there really any wonder why he died? I mean, this guy, and remember, too, guys, this is that big batane ritual here from the 19th 
of April until the yes. 1st of May for all these human sacrifices. This is when they like to kill people and do all of these things. And suddenly he's found dead in an elevator. It seems a bit odd to me. And so in an elevator, apparently in his own house. But, you know, the sad part about all of this is, you know, this happens all of the time. We saw it with Whitney Houston. We saw it with Elvis. We saw it with Jack, you know, with uh, Janis Joplin. We saw it with Jimi Hendrix. We saw it with the, with the, the singer of the Doors. I think it was, that was, that was Morris. Was that Morris? And, you know, all of these people end up dying. They all died. Those young, some of those guys all died at the age of like, I think, uh, 27. And so it's all about, these guys are, these guys are obsessed with numbers and numerology and star charts. And everything's by the numbers, by the numbers, by the numbers. And so it's really kind of sad to me that Prince is dead. I never really listened to any of his music. But if, if, if we've got somebody like him who's calling this stuff out, you know, I'm not surprised that he's gone. What's interesting to me is that Jack, you know, uh, that, 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 um, that Jim Carrey, and his ex, and his ex girlfriend Jenny McCarthy, and also that the uh, the guy who did the Vax Film Festival, Robert De Niro, that all these guys haven't checked out yet because these guys are huge. Because when they give these guys this kind of authority and this kind of autonomy, it's very very difficult to control them because they have so much notoriety they can do serious damage to the New World Order guys by running their mouth like Prince did. What do you guys right. think? Yeah, absolutely. Prince is rather, to me, an enigma. Um, obviously, you know the effeminate nature of Prince and, and the, uh, the the symbolism he embraced when he was going through the um, uh, the war with his record label. Not, I get that. I just don't get the symbol uh, that, that that is is really a mixture of occult symbols. But but then again, I I, I do understand. I understand his uh, dropping those. Information bombs on late night television, and I do think that that has a tendency to to catch up with you. Um, but look at the stars, look at the planetary alignment, look at the dates, look at the symbolism. It doesn't matter if you you and I believe it. it doesn't matter if the people out there believe it. It matters what the uh, Luciferians believe. And if they want to celebrate this as a satanic ritual death, they're going to do that. Or if they cause it to be a satanic ritual death, then that's uh, that's part of the program. So uh, we better start waking up to this. Yeah, let me give you another. Because I know you, we, you guys are constantly adding new listeners. I want you guys to go back to Brad Metzler decoded the spirit mm-hmm. of destiny, and I've talked about this on the show before, but it's been it's been a couple of years. And I want to mention it again. Brad Metzler did a show called The Spear of Destiny, which was the spear they supposedly shoved in Jesus' side when he was on the cross to make sure that he was dead. And what's interesting, the Roman Catholic Church supposedly retrieved this from the Roman. Centurion who did all this and it was kept in archives and it was kept in archives in Austria and it was supposed to be called, it was called the Spear of Destiny and and history said that any army that carried the Spear of Destiny could not be defeated this was the this is what they believed and so Hitler wanted this Spear of Destiny and he took it when they annexed Austria he took it from this 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 uh museum where it was being housed and this is where the story gets interesting with this, this this TV show, Brad Metzler's Spear of Destiny, you can still watch it online. It's completely free. You're subjected to a barrage of commercials every five minutes, but you can just watch the whole show. This final part is like the last ten minutes of the show that I want to tell you about. So they trace down the Spear of Destiny, and I believe this is probably why that show got canceled, to be honest with you, and uh, you know because he did this show. And what was interesting, he's talking to this guy at the end of the show this guy said that he knew where the spear of destiny was but the guy insisted on meeting him in a church now you watch the show you'll see it they meet in a church with a big cross 
and he starts telling him a story. And he said that he was a bodyguard. The guy in the church was a bodyguard for the world's elite. And he said these guys kind of run together in a little club. And he said that he was in a bar one night talking to another bodyguard. And the other bodyguard asked this bodyguard, you don't know who your boss is, do you? And he goes, well, I know his name and I know who he hangs out with. He goes, well, no, you don't understand. This guy has appointments with the President of the United States without making an appointment. He walks into the Oval Office. And he goes, well, okay. And he's also the guy who stole the Spear of Destiny from Hitler. Now, this is interesting. And then the guy looked at, Brad kind of looked at him. He goes, well, well, this is the part. He goes, yeah, this is the part. And he goes, these people who have the Spear of Destiny, they consider themselves to be the benign D. Nephilim, the sons of the fall, and they trace their lineage back to Nimrod and to Lucifer. That's who they consider themselves to be. And Brad Messer says, well, do you believe that? He goes, I don't, it doesn't matter whether I believe it or not. This is what they believe. And they believe it so strongly, they're willing to die for it. And they want to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. And they want to bring their Antichrist back into the Holy of Holies. And they want to pierce him with this spear of destiny to consecrate him to take over the planet as Lucifer's, you know, you know, kingdom. So this is what's on that TV show. And when Brad Metzler said this, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. He said this out loud. And, of course, his show was canceled like the following season, kind of like Jesse Ventura. He got too close with conspiracy theory about talking about what was going on, and suddenly his show doesn't get renewed. They put him in a bad time slot, and they start moving the show all over the place, and nobody's watching it anymore, and they can't keep the numbers up. So this is what happens when you start getting too close. But the point is, like you said, Doug, it doesn't matter whether we believe that these guys are doing this or not, they believe it. They believe they're the sons of Lucifer, the sons of the fallen angel, the benign D. Nephilim. They believe that's who they are, and they trace their lineage back to Nimrod, and they really believe they're going to take back, they're going to completely and totally rule and dominate the planet. These are the guys that are head of the New World Order. These are the pedophiles. These are the skull and bones boys. These are the guys who go out to the Bohemian Grove, and they've indoctrinated the world's leadership now into Luciferianism and basically doing what thou wilt through uh, Aleister Crowley and having sodomy acts with these little boys to draw energy out of their bodies and all the stuff that they do in their satanic service and rituals. It's some really, really sick stuff. And the problem is Christians need to wake up and realize this stuff is real. And if we don't understand what's going on, we're never going to be able to pray against it and we're never going to be able to stop it because we're never going to be able to expose it. Doug, what do you think? No, you're exactly right. And I would urge people to understand the relationship between the Spirit of Destiny or, um, I'm trying to remember the different names now of, of this, uh, the, uh, Holy Lance of Antioch, perhaps. I, but understand the, um, relevance of this to, uh, even, well, with Metzler, with Hyperborea, uh, to some extent, there's there's overlaps with with these subjects, and then of course through the present day and and the um, uh, and and how the the spear of destiny was ferreted through the Nazi occult. That's a that's a big deal. Um, Ted, Ted, do you just to kind of back up here? Are you of the opinion? With respect to the Spear of Destiny, that Hitler, uh, the uh, uh, the Nazis had possession of the Spear of Destiny. Is this the the working uh, 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 hypothesis? 
I think he, I think it was stolen from him. Just like they said in the with Brad Messer's decoded. I believe that they okay. stole it from him, and because you know the Bible, well, the Bible doesn't say this, but that's what the legend was that you know if you had the spear of destiny, your military could not be defeated. And quite frankly, right. the, with the, with the way the Nazis did World War II, and they stole the fortunes of Europe, and they went in and bought in Fortune 500 corporations, you know, all over the planet. In controlling directorships and then sent all their boys down to Argentina and they started whitewashing all the money. You know, Jim Mars even says in one of his books that he really feels the Nazis won the war and he doesn't understand because they had the, they had the atomic bomb and they had the ability right. to use the atomic bomb. They just didn't do it. And so it's almost like that Satan group got in a fight with the other Satan group, caused World War II, but then Hitler finally capitulated to the other Satan group and lived his life out in Argentina or wherever he went. So he gave all this the technology from these Viril maidens back to the right. United States, you know, and Jim Marr says in his book, The Fourth Reich, that the bombs that we dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki were German bombs, that we couldn't figure out how to get the detonators to work. And make it more correctly, yes, but the, yes. these bombs were intact, and that he then that these were the two that we dropped, and they were, these were out of Nazi Germany, the bombs themselves. Now, Jim Mars is one of the best research historians that I've ever seen, and really, really documents the stuff that he says. And I believe he's accurate on that, dude, Doug. I really do because yeah, so re- yeah. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, with the V two rockets and all that stuff that was going on, are you kidding me? And I personally believe that whole bombing of Dresden was a giant occult. Ritual sacrifice again, you know, at the end of World War II, with, you know, they say up to, some people believe up to half a million people were killed, mainly women and children. I mean, there was no reason to come in there, you know, at two o'clock in the morning and concussion bomb Dresden, which had not been bombed at all. It was a Baroque city, one of the most beautiful cities in Europe. It was all women and children who were refugees from Berlin and other places that had been bombed. And it was just filled with, with kids. There were really no men of fighting age there. And no munitions, plants, or, 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 or anything that was being used to build armament. It was in February at 45. Germany was already on its knees. It was, it was completely defeated. It was going to surrender in a couple of months. And then Winston Churchill decided, who was also, they say, a Satanist, which I believe that, he decided to go ahead and firebomb Dresden after they did the concussion bombs. And then after that was over, where the people were dying by the hundreds of thousands inside the city from the huge flames and the air being sucked out, he decided the people were by the river. He sent the fighters in. And they strafed them with 50 caliber machine gun bullets until they killed up to half a million that night. I personally believe it was another one of these Illuminati sacrifices. That's what I think it was. Yeah, I, was, I have to agree with that. Yeah. Go ahead. Because I, because there was no reason. And, we, and nobody ever talks about it. Nobody ever talks about the Dresden's mess except for the people who live in Dresden. They're still mad about it. And I don't blame them. And, you know, because Dresden right. is, is, you know, it's just a, it's just a shadow of what it once was. And it was funny, Doug, because I was there years ago, and they had rebuilt this cathedral that had been bombed out, and just a shell was left. And in the altar, at the very top of the altar, there was an all-seeing eye that was backlit, just like you see in our dollar bill, just like it. And it was looking over the church, and I thought, that's interesting. Well, the last time I went back a few years ago, the backlighting behind that had been taken away, and you couldn't see it anymore. Isn't that interesting? Wow. And so, yeah, so then that's stuff that I've seen on myself, unlike how many hearts as Rockefeller had. I haven't been in a surgery suite, you know, but the point is, it's, just, it's one of those deals that you, you don't realize what happens all of these different places. Look at the abortion thing. The abortion thing has turned into this mass, you know, ritual to Moloch also, you know, with 58, 60 million children being aborted. And that's, and that's just statistically what we think is the right number. It could be much higher than that. that we really don't know. Not to mention all of the other countries in Europe that also have this abortion on demand 
in all of the places down in South America now that are got, they've got women so scared to death that they're actually contemplating putting abortion ships because a lot of those countries abortion is illegal because it's primarily Catholic. They're contemplating putting these women on abortion ships, taking them out into international waters and performing the abortions on them because they're afraid of the Zika virus, which is complete and total nonsense. That's being caused by pesticides and glyphosate. They're being sprayed on everything down there, which has been linked to microencephaly already. So the whole thing is complete and total nonsense. But let me share something else with you. This is a really interesting article that came out this week by Michael Schneider, who I love Michael Schneider stuff. And he's talking about preachers that are saying it is anti-Christian to get prepared are being exceedingly irresponsible. It is anti-faith to prepare for hard times that are coming. Okay, You'd be surprised how many Christian leaders believe that's true. Recently, I've been reading a number of articles by Christian leaders that take the position that Christians should not be preppers. And not too long ago, I watched two television evangelists actually mock the idea of preparing for the future on a major Christian television show. To me, this is exceedingly irresponsible. You know, Doug, a few years ago, I wrote an entire email article on this is probably three or four or five pages long and I talk about all of the millions of people that starved in Germany after World War One, and the millions that starved that Truman allowed to starve in Germany after World War Two. not to mention the Russians that starved and the Chinese yep. that starved and yet we're talking tens of millions a hundred million people dead starvation yep. or war or whatever the problem is these people if they had been told that there was a rapture they would have never believed that was going to happen, and a lot of them never prepped. And a lot of these preachers on TV that tell you not to prep, that you shouldn't do that, that you should rely on God's provision, they have millions and millions and millions of dollars in their bank accounts, and they know that if the population wakes up and starts prepping, that they won't give them as much money, and that they won't be as quote-unquote blessed because the people will go out and buy food and store food and they don't want them to do it. So they make fun of them and they say, you're not living by faith. We had a preacher here locally at $4 million in the account. I know that because I, I, I know his, I knew his son and his son basically told me that one time. I won't mention any names. And this guy mocks people that prep because they're not walking by faith. But yet he's not willing to walk by faith and use the money that God has blessed him with in his ministry to support other ministries and missionaries around the world. Rather, he sits on this giant stack of cash and he hoards it because he wants to be sure that he's prepared in case people say, give us, don't give him as much money anymore. But he said, tells everybody else, that we, don't go to, we used to go to church, so we don't anymore. And then he goes and he says that basically you're not walking by faith if you store food. And he was completely and totally slamming Jim Baker from the pulpit, which I really found very, it was, it was egregious to me, and I found it very grievous. And what happened is, Jim Baker now has like the largest TV show in Christian television again. And you know, Tom Horn's on Jim Baker's show all the time, Steve Quayle's on Jim Baker's show. And yep. Jim, uh, Steve Quayle, I just want to mention that to our listeners, Steve Quayle and Pastor Langford, uh, both will be on Steve Baker, or, uh, Steve Baker. Jim Baker. Jim Baker, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Also, uh, uh Michael May Snyder. 10th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. I just want to bring that out. May 9th, 10th, and 11th, as we see right now. Jim Baker, well, and, or, uh, well, Steve Quayle. Well, and, and see, and the reason Baker's being blessed is he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth about end times. He's telling the truth about food storage. He's telling the truth about the government. He's telling the truth about everything. 
And you know, and a lot met of people him. have issue with him because of his past, but mm-hmm. people do have checkered past and find the right track. Um, you know, don't look at somebody's past and 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 take them out or exclude them based on their past. Here, here's Judge how I them on their fruit. Okay, let, let me tell you this. This is this is interesting. I talked about this today on my show with us. I want to talk about it again. I think it's that important. Jim Baker had PTL back in the 70s and 80s. It was the largest Christian broadcast ministry in the world. It was huge. It was huge. And then what happened is he's put that theme park together up there, and he started selling multiple timeshares and basically ran a Ponzi scheme, and, it, and defrauded a whole bunch of investors is what he did. Well, yeah, the government got involved and put him in jail. He ended up in prison, I think, for six or seven years, and he was raped multiple times there he talked about it and so it was awful for him and then he, when he got out he wrote a book and, the, and, the, and, the, and the basically the judge said with the part of his provision of the parole that he couldn't own another TV ministry that was all part of it and so he came out about 15-20 years ago he got out of prison and he started all over again he wrote a book and it says basically I was wrong you know please forgive me he wrote the book I've got it on my shelf and basically humbled himself in front of the entire Christian community of which most people laughed at him and had nothing to do with him anymore after that but then he realized he still had a calling on his life to tell the people the truth, including the truth about not giving money to preachers who scream at you, give me money and you'll be blessed. I remember Paul Crouch one time, he died a couple of years ago. In fact, he died the same day, the same day that Paul, the other Paul died from the fast that Paul Walker. He died the same day that Paul Walker, almost the exact same hour in the exact same city. I always found that interesting too. Paul Walker from the Fast and the Furious, who's about to expose supposedly what was going on with immunizations of the Philippines. But I don't know that. That could be another one of those internet rumor things. But Paul Walker was a good guy, very moral person. And he also played in a movie called Skulls back in the 90s in which he exposed Skull and Bones in Yale and exposed them for who they were and what they did. And now all of a sudden, years later, he ends up being killed in a Porsche the same day, almost the same hour, that Paul Crouch from TBN dies in the same city, and they're both named Paul. I could go wild speculation on that. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to talk out of school, but you had... I'll just say this. I don't. I, I think I'm safe by saying this. You actually had the chance to warn some people that are no longer with us. Don't do what you're going to do, or be careful what you be careful. I guess oh, yeah. you you, I were, we, I, you yeah, sat I, at a table. Yeah, I did. I sat at a table. Yeah, and, and what was interesting about all of this is that I mean, I was I was you know I was on the set at TBN years ago in California, and Paul Crouch walked out on the platform so so drunk he couldn't walk. I saw him. I smelled his breath. Okay, I saw eyes completely bloodshot. Okay, and and I, and I can say this now because you know may he rest in peace. He's gone. But I've never said that because he was still alive, and I wanted to, you know, just not do that. But what was interesting about this is he ended up basically uh, dying the exact same time that Paul Walker did. I remember Paul Crouch got on TV one time, and I saw this with my own eyes during one of their fundraising episodes. And he got so mad, he started screaming at the people watching the TV, which was me, in their homes, that the reason they weren't blessed is they weren't sending TBN and him money. He said that quote. Okay. Okay. He said it, quote. Now, here's the problem I have with all of that. You get these TV evangelists that do all of this nonsense. They give other TV evangelists who really aren't like that a bad name, number one. Number two, it turns off so many people who watch TV and suddenly come across that TV show, they don't want anything to do with anybody who claims to be a Christian, especially somebody who's a TV preacher, period. Here's the next thing. If you do have the ability to give money to a local church, I suggest you do that. It's very, very important because let me ask you a question. If someone in your family dies 
and you're giving all of your extra money to a TV evangelist. I can tell you if you call that TV evangelist up and you ask him to come preach at the funeral, he won't be there. Okay. Now, I've raised a lot of money for a lot of these guys over the years. And my thing that I always said was this, look, it's not my responsibility what they do. I'm trying to help the audience to learn that they have to understand that health and nutrition are absolutely vital in their lives. That's how I was able to do this and, and get, you know, and, and get, get around it emotionally and spiritually because I knew that people that were listening to them still needed to eat right and still need to be told the truth about health and nutrition. And I knew at least my information that I was going to be giving was going to be accurate. Years ago, I had another guy who's also in prison right now. I'll tell you who it is. It's Kevin Trudeau. Kevin Trudeau contacted me. I met him when I was doing a show with Danny Bonaducci. I hope you don't mind all these stories. But I was doing a show with Matt, with a, with a WGN in Chicago. I think I've told you that story. And then after that show, I was on with a, with a, with a Kevin, with a Danny Bonaducci. He was in Chicago at that time. When I walked into the studio for Danny Bonaducci, the person who was in there meeting with him before I got in there was Kevin Trudeau. And Kevin Trudeau, I talked to a super nice, oh my gosh, unbelievably nice person. Super smart. And, Finally, he asked me if I'd like to do an infomercial with him. This is a true story. And I did the infomercial with him, and it ended up, it was a disaster because the guy couldn't tell the truth. And so finally, I, you know, I, I completely disassociated myself with it, which, which, which I'm glad that I did. So what I've learned is this, and I don't know why. Is that what you're, who you're referring no, to? No, I, I, Doug, Don, Doug, I had a whole reason I was bringing up that story, and I forgot. <laughs> I hate Sorry. it when I do that. Guys, I'm 60 years old. I'm pretty good 99% of the time. What's the country song? I may not be as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I always was. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but no, I, I ended up, I, I don't know why I brought that up about Kevin Trudeau. I was talking about TV preachers. I brought it up on Kevin Trudeau. I don't remember. I don't remember. talking about a, a uh, drunk, um, Paul Crouch. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyhow, so, but Kevin Trudeau was also another one of the, he was just a scammer. Trust me, he ended, up, he ended up owing me a bunch of money. He never paid me, and now he's in jail for fraud. But the oh, point is, man. if you're going to give money to anybody, give it to your local preachers who can come do your funeral for you and your family. Or if you have to go to the hospital, they can come and visit you and support your local pastors. Trust me on this, guys. I've been with a bunch of these guys. I know a bunch of these guys. And you got to stay away from the majority of these guys. There are a few good ones out there. The vast majority of them really, really don't preach Christ crucified. They don't preach repentance. They don't preach any of that stuff. It's about that feel-good worship stuff that you always, you walk out of there and you don't even think anything about living in sin or living in idolatry or anything else. It's that God loves you and you're going to be blessed. Guys, God does love you. You can control the very fabric of time by the words that you speak, by the scalar waves you put out, by the prayers that you pray. But guys, it's not about stuff. It's about a relationship with God, and people need to realize that as soon as they possibly can. Doug, what do you think? No, I, I totally agree with you on that. And, and people, that we've got to understand. I think we, we, we ha- you, know, you know what? I, I, I was considering this uh, after one of our previous conversations. We, we've got to take up our understandings, our level of understanding, and the intellectual discourse, discourse up a notch, I think, and really understand the power in the spoken word um, and really understand the physics of the Bible only because that's what's before us today. If the enemy is going to use the physics of the Bible, and we talk all the time about the the the, the uh, uh, occult numerology and everything that is being uh, foisted up against us, then isn't it reasonable for us then to sit back and say, okay, 
um, we have to fight on the same plane, on the same level, and have you know with the same understanding that they have. And, and that's why I think that, that conversations like this are so important. And that's why your information is so important, I believe, truly. And uh, Steve Quayle and others that talk at this level, because it's easy. To, it, it's well, I won't say it's easy. It's simple to um, uh, to rely on mere Bible verses. That's not to disparage Bible verses at all. In fact, we need to do that. However, uh, God has given us the intellectual capacity to understand things a lot deeper. And that's uh, please. Oh my goodness! I want to be very careful when I say this because I don't want to disparage the scripture or you know memorizing the scripture. But but it goes beyond memorization of scripture. It, it goes beyond that that first level of understanding. Although that is sufficient for God's grace, in my view, and for salvation, I think it's a waste of our our intellect, brain power, and capacity if we don't embrace the knowledge before us and that is available to us at this point and use it like the like a sword against the enemy that's just my thought i don't know if i was coherent by saying that but nonetheless well well thought. no it's like it's like, it's like last month or two months ago i can't remember anymore when we talked about the blood of jesus again and i slowed way down because i had not had any sleep <laughs> i'm pretty slow tonight too though i'm actually kind of just chilling out with you guys and, and yeah. what was interesting about that is that you know we talk about the power of physics and scalar waves and we talk about the power of the cross and the authority that we've been given as believers. It's so amazing what happens when we pray, how we release scalar energy into the, into the space-time continuum. It's unbelievable what we can do as Christians if we just all got in unison in the aggregate and we prayed together in unison and we stopped all of this infighting and all this other crazy stuff that we do on a regular basis. But back to prepping with these, with the, with the folks that, you know, these preachers that tell you not to do it. I don't believe that we should store up 20 years of food. I don't believe that at all. I don't think we should have a 10,000 square foot basement under our house with 20 years of food. Now, if you've done that, congratulations, okay? I hope you never have to use it, to be honest with you. And if you can, 18 years now before this stuff expires, you can always rotate it and give it to homeless shelters, or you can eat it if you get good food without GMOs and without a bunch of chemicals in it, it'd be okay to eat. Uh, health, healthmasters.com, we sell some of the highest quality nutritional, storable food in the world. I mean, we do. It doesn't have GMOs in it. It's supposed to not have GMOs, and I haven't had it clinically tested. It's supposed to not have GMOs in it. It's supposed to not have, you know, soy in it and all these other things and pork in it. And so this is the stuff that I would eat with my family if I had to. Now, the way I look at it all, Doug, if I have 10 or 20 buckets of food here, which will feed you for a couple of months or whatever, in the event that nothing happens in the next 18 years, I can then donate that to a homeless shelter and give it to them for food. Who cares? It doesn't make any right. difference. I can bless right. somebody with it. But now, you know, storing canned foods and having the stuff run out and expire on you all the time, it's okay if you're rotating all of that stuff. It's okay. But, you know, at least get some beans. You can take some beans and you can, you can put them in a five-gallon bucket. You can powder them down with some diamateous earth. They'll stay there for years and years and years. The rice, not as much. Because the rice, if you get whole grain rice, what will happen is it will have a tendency to get weevils in it, but the DE will kill that. But I've seen whole grain rice stay good in DE powder for up to three to five years. Any longer now, you're pushing it pretty hard. and You don't really want to base your future on trying to eat rice that's bad. But you could probably fill it full of water, let it you know, absorb water even if it was bad. You could feed it to chickens, and it would probably be all right for them if you were manufacturing yard eggs. That's okay. But anyway, so, so go to healthmasters.com. Get some storable food. Thank you for supporting us. I appreciate it. Thank you for supporting the Hagmans. They appreciate it, and I appreciate you Absolutely. supporting them too. Okay, now here's another one. This is a, this is a great article by Mark Salvo. 
he says that only 6% of the population now believes the mainstream media. <laughs> yeah, and they say it shouldn't be that, even be that high. Uh, yeah, yeah. What the, what the heck are those 6%, what are the 6% thinking? But go on. But, but I mean, think about that. I mean, that's how, that's how effective you're being on your show, you know, with all the guests that you have on, me being on my show at three o'clock on the same station with Gold Star, uh, you know, the, how we're affecting people with a three to four live every single day at our, on my show. Uh, you know, this, we're finally getting people to listen. And of course, I can't say it's us too. It's, it's Joyce Riley. It's, it's, you know, it's Steve Quayle. It's Alex Jones when he's not, you know, well, it's Alex Jones. Don't say anything else. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's Jim Baker. You know, it's, it's even, even, even Savage. I mean, Savage is really political, but but he's at least telling the truth about a lot of stuff. Savage is all about Republicans, 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 right? And you can't, you have to do that if you're going to get a huge in the mainstream. You have to galvanize to the right or to the left. You can't take a stance down the middle to they'll pull you off. So, I mean, even, even Mancow up in, in, uh, in Chicago, he's got like 1.5 million listeners every day now. He has me on like once or twice a month. And we're always talking about stuff like we're talking about tonight on his main, main show. And so, so he really cares about the truth and what's going on. By the way, he has changed his whole format with his show now, and he's a, he's a Christian, and he's uh, he's actually really cleaned up his show, and he's actually a very good friend of mine, and I'm really really pleased to know him. But he's got a lot of name recognition. He really really does. But everybody's starting to realize now that the mainstream media is just a bunch of liars. Oh, here's another latest article. Obama says, <laughs> it's hard to even say this without laughing. Obama <laughs> says if Congress passes. The 9/11 resolution to show the 28 pages that he's going to veto it. <laughs> I yep, mean, Paul Ryan who and Billy Graham behind him. Who would have yep. thought? Who would have thought that Obama, who writes in his book that basically if the tides turn against the Muslim, he's going to go with the Muslims? Who would have thought that Obama would veto an exposure of Saudi Arabia, who he likes to bow down and kiss their rings. Who would have thought that? I mean, if anybody really thought he wasn't going to veto that, you're living in another planet. You have no idea what's going on because there was no way on God's green earth, as sure as God makes little green apples, that Obama, if he had it within his power, if they didn't override a veto, was going to allow that to go through, guys. What do you think? Oh, of course. Ted, I want to ask you this. Part of the bill is allowing the U.S. citizens, victims of 9-11, to sue the government of Saudi Arabia. And if they pass this, they say that it will open up, um, you know, we'll say people who are in Guantanamo Bay who were tortured by the CIA will be allowed to sue the United States government. Yeah, we want to ask, we want to turn this around and ask you. That's what a, do you Because think? Joe and I were having, a, we I were wrestling the on 20, the air right yesterday. The 28 pages should be made public, I agree. Uh, that the people who are accountable should be held accountable, um, maybe not by individual persons, but by sanctions from our government or whatever the, the whatever is necessary. But would uh, litigation, opening up litigation of uh, idea, private right? persons to sue uh, federal governments or sovereign nations? Uh, how would that hurt us, or well, first, uh, how would that well, change? Well, first, first of all, that's, that's, that doesn't make any difference. And you know, trying to sue somebody in international courts, like you know, trying to catch a fly in the middle of the night without any lights on, you know, it just doesn't happen. It's very difficult to do it. Uh, that's number one. So that's just more obfuscation because Obama doesn't want to do it. Uh, number two, we already know that the Mossad, that Israel, that Turkey, that Saudi, the CIA, rogue elements of our government, uh, the, the Vatican. 
and you know, and the in the in the in the in the mafia were all involved in this 9/11 stuff as long as they're also all involved with the doggone assassination of Kennedy. It's not like we're in some kind of Narnia trance where we don't know what's going on. The bankers have a have their whole they have their croth full of all of this mess, you oh, know. Yeah. So, so, so the truth is this, you know, we already know that there's multiple people involved in this. The problem was the people who wrote the 9-11 report literally said, you can quote them, that they were blocked at every entry, every exit, trying to get the research, couldn't get it done, couldn't get it done, couldn't get it done. But apparently because 15 out of the 19 hijackers were supposedly Saudi, if you believe they were on those planes, since you, they were trying to say that Saudi was involved in it. I don't think Saudi was involved in it any more than the Mossad or Israel or Turkey or the United States government, rogue elements of the government or, or the CIA. I believe it was all another one of these big collusion things like they did, you know, after Roswell. They all got together and decided that nobody's going to talk about what happened at Roswell. And then the Masonic lodges all got together and supposedly cast a big spell on the population of the United States so they wouldn't see the truth about any of this stuff. I mean, this stuff is all about a bunch of blood rituals and sacrifices and demons. And we talked about this in depth. I believe it was last week. I mean, this stuff yep. is nuts. And when you start talking about this mess, people either think you're nuts or they think you're the smartest person on the planet because they've never heard any of it. Chances are it's the nuts part. <laughs> okay. Well, but, I, I ended up, uh, i got to tell you, Ted, I ended up getting every book that you mentioned cited on your show. And, folks, you got to go back, uh, not this past Sunday, the, the previous one to that, for uh, uh, uh uh, uh, for Ted's appearance on Dave Hodges and Ted's own show, talking about 9/11 as a mass ritual, I got I I, I ordered that book, uh, got it used on, on Amazon, got uh, every book you cited, either I had or, or purchased, and then of course you get into the bibliography, and then you have to go start getting other books. So I've got probably about a dozen books. You can ask Eric on my desk that stem from that one program that you did. So go back, folks, to listen to to what Ted Brewer had to say. Well, Sorry, yeah, because to and that's why I was saying about Paul Crouch and Paul Walker. You got yeah. two Pauls dying almost the same day, the same hour, in the same city. You know, one of them's a godly person, the other one's not so godly, right? You know, no. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say which I believe is which. <laughs> okay. And, and and so, you know, so you got all this weird stuff going on here, okay? And 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 so, you know, when you start getting all of those coincidences lined up like that, you know, after what I said about that nine eleven is a mass ritual, you kind of start wondering about all of this stuff because it all gets so weird. And so that's the point that I'm trying to make tonight is that, you know, we've got to be awake. We've got to realize what's happening around us. We can't just step through life thinking that none of this is going to affect us. And it's, it's kind of like I have so many friends who've been affected by identity theft, who've been affected by their credit cards getting hacked or stolen, or all of this stuff. So we've got to take proper precaution in all these areas of our life to prevent this kind of stuff from happening. And if we don't do that, then we end up being a victim and going, well, I can't believe no one told me. Well, I'm telling you guys, take precaution. You know, in Florida here, we have hurricanes. Back in 2004, we had three hurricanes come through here in six weeks. That's never happened before. Statistically, you'd have won the lottery before that happened. I personally believe that was HARP being tested on Florida. We live in a county called Polk County. It's right in the middle of the state. And I think they said X marks the spot. Here's the center of Florida. Drop three hurricanes over this spot in the next three days, next three to six weeks. And then we'll go ahead and we'll test another hurricane and we'll call it Katrina and we'll hit lost, you know, we'll hit New Orleans the following week. And of course we had Hurricane Sandy go up right up through the East Coast the following year again or a couple of years later. All of these things are beta tests as far as I'm concerned because statistically, yeah. I remember, the, I remember the one guy said, uh, one of our newscasters said here in Florida, they said, you know, it's so strange to me. This hurricane, according to all these high pressure zones, shouldn't be doing this. It's as if it's being steered towards New Orleans. That's what we said. That's what we said. 
on the news. Yep. And right at the last minute, it turned right to the east of New Orleans, so it didn't take a direct impact, and you know, and so it didn't completely destroy New Orleans. But now a lot of that land that was residential has been condemned, and the refineries have, who couldn't expand any further because they were out of room have been able to take over all that residential land. And again, the refineries are owned by the Rothschild banking cartels, along with the Rockefellers and those guys who could the globalists who run the planet. And we just go on to that whole thing again. But the point is this: that's why in Florida, our power went out for like a week to ten days where I live. All of our neighbors were moving away. I got a generator; it's running. It's got my freezers going. All the other stuffs going on, and we're still staying at the house now. We don't have any um, uh, air conditioning because the power's out. The generator doesn't produce enough power to run the AC, but it has enough power to run the lights and the and the and the and the, and the refrigerators. So we're still staying there. Well, we do have a big attic fan in the garage. We flipped on the attic fan, opened the bedroom window, and it drew all this you know cooler air through the house. It's nice. We could sleep in there. It was fine. So we were prepped. So guys, don't listen to these TV evangelists that tell you that prepping is wrong. Listen to Steve Quayle. Listen to Doug. Listen to me. Listen to Paul. Listen to Tom Horn. I mean, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same wavelength. Listen to Jim Baker. And you go, I can't believe you said that, Ted. Don't you know? Yes, I know what he did. I got what he did. I understand that. Okay? He's repented for it. But he was without sin cast the first stone. I mean, I've been out there. I've been on a show. I was on a show 10 years ago. They treated me with complete and total respect. His wife is super nice. He was super nice. In fact, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. I mean, so you can't just judge him by what he did 25 or 30 years ago. I mean, I don't want to be judged for what I was like before I got saved or if I made mistakes. But the big thing about it is we've got to believe that he repented, Doug, and we've got to believe that he's made the changes. We have to believe that. That's what I believe. Anyhow, what do you think, Doug? No, absolutely. Um we cannot look at the past. I mean, he he did his time. He he uh, was accountable for his actions. He started a new initiative, and he has been uh, touching people and leading them to the truth, which is leading people to the Lord. And you know, I will applaud anybody who's doing that in these times and doing it with a pure heart for the reasons of only you know um, leading people to the Lord, not for hidden agendas. You know to be uh, rich on earth or to have some kind of power, but yeah. only for the purposes of trying to help others. Yep. And if that's his, his true intentions, then, you know, God bless him. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs, a man is tested by the praise that he receives. It says that the silver is tested in the crucible, the gold is tested in the furnace to determine its purity. A man is tested by the praise that he receives. That's what happens with so many people that get a lot of notoriety. It goes to their head. They're tested by the praise and they fail miserably. And so many people in the TV circles as far as TV evangelists and even TV stars and, you know, and people that are on movies, they get all weird. They're like, look, look at Angelina Jolie. She's like the poster child for the mentally ill, right? Something's wrong with that girl, you know? <laughs> you know, and so, yeah, I should have said that was really, that was really harsh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But I, it was, it was funny though. You know, and, but the point is, it's just, maybe you know, if she goes out, she cuts her breasts off, she cuts her ovaries out. Now her whole personality changes. Now her marriage is on the rock with Brad, you know, I mean, all of this crazy stuff that you see on TV or you see on these on the Yahoo news stories. I mean, who in the world knows if all of this stuff is true? But the chances are it is because she's actually talked about, you know, having preventive breast cancer surgery, preventive ovarian cancer surgery. Well, the problem when you start taking your ovaries out, the ovaries in a female are, are basically synonymous with the testicles in a man. When a man is 
born when a, when a, all, all, all mammals are born female they're, they're conceived female it's through cellular differentiation because of testosterone and the Y chromosome that changes a little boy into a little girl or whatever and so what happens is the testicles would have been the ovaries of the female that's what happens okay and then they, they descend because they have to maintain a cooler temperature and they be, the ovaries in a woman are basically the testicles in a man so when you go in and you remove the ovaries out of a woman you basically castrate her that's the point. You can look it up online. I'm telling you the truth. It messes them up because of the hormonal function of the body. This is one of the big problems that we have with a lot of women. When they go into menopause, they have a hysterical ectomy, they call it, in which they take the ovaries out, and then they end up completely changing their personalities. And that's one of the reasons that these divorces spike at 20 and 25 years when women go into hysterectomies and they go into menopause. See, that's why you've got to learn to stabilize your hormones. I believe it's in Chapter 5 or 6 in my book, Breakthrough Health, that you can get for free when you order the program through Doug Book tonight. It basically has a whole article in there my wife wrote about what happened to her when she went through menopause and she had to have an ovary removed by an oncologist who told her that she had to do it and ended up being a water cyst and it completely wrecked her personality for about six or eight months until we figured out what to do because it was so traumatic to her from a hormonal standpoint. See, this is what people need to understand. You can't just start whacking off body parts and cutting out ovaries and castrating men. You can't be doing stuff like that. You completely and totally change their personalities, Doug. And so you need to be aware of all of these different surgeries they want you to get. Oh, by the way, California is now considering a ban on gun dealers. <laughs> have you guys that have a story on this? Oh, yet? I saw that, yes. And, and that <laughs> needs to be really spoken far and wide or, or exposed. Go well, ahead. yeah, they, they want to start charging all of these different fees, and th- which are the $1,000 taxes on guns. I mean, it's going to basically put them all out of business and make anybody not want to buy a gun in California anymore. Here's another interesting article. It says, drive a car and waive your constitutional rights. It's before the Supreme Court right now, and I really hope there's enough people up there with enough testosterone left to say that this is not okay. Because a lot of states, including Florida now, have been stopping people with field sobriety tests, and if they're not willing to blow in a breathalyzer, then they, they do or give a blood test. They have a judge on the spot that orders, gives out a court order forcing this person to undergo field sobriety and a blood test. They will strap them down to a gurney against their will, strap their arm down to a stent, and pull blood out of them against their will and force them to testify against themselves by giving evidence against themselves in a DUI checkpoint. Now, guys, listen to me. This is insanity. Now, number one, don't drink and drive. That's stupid, okay? I I don't even know what to say. Don't do that, okay? The mothers against drunk drivers are right. Stop doing it. Get a designated driver. Take a stinking taxi. Crawl in the back seat and go to sleep and don't drive the car. Do whatever you have to do. But the point is... Don't drive and drink. That's number one. Number two, this is insanity. That they can strap you down, put your arm on a stent, and take blood out of you with a court order, forcing you to give testimony against yourself, and then you become a felon as a drunk driver. They take your, your, your they, 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 they can take your license away forever if they want, and it stays on your record forever. Amen. You know, and you can't get it off. Whereas if you don't blow and you don't listen to what they're saying for you to do, you'll get an administrative revocation of your license. You'll lose it for a year except for being able to drive back and forth to work. But the reality is the, the felony or the, the, the some states is this is like an advantage. Some states is felony, some states is not felony. Is that right, Doug, on the, on the drunk and driving? It depends on the, it depends it's on how quickly, you want yeah. It's quickly becoming a felony in every state. If it's not, I think, I think there's 46. Last count, I'm not sure. It's it, it's heading to the point where it's looking to be a felony 
across the well, board. Yeah, and, and what they do, it never comes off your driver's license. No. It never comes off your driver's license. And what or your happens, personal record, yeah. Or your personal record. And if, and if you get an administrative revocation of your license, you'll lose your license for a year, but after three years, it drops off your record. It's not on there anymore. So people finally decided, hey, look, I'd rather lose my license anyhow if I've been drinking and driving, or even if I don't trust the breathalyzer, I don't want to do any of this. So what they're doing now, they're saying, you don't have a choice. You have to testify against yourself. That's unreasonable search and seizure, Doug. What do you think? I, I totally agree. I, I don't believe that the Supreme Court ha- or any court has the right to uh, subjugate you or us to unconstitutional. I mean, this is unconstitutional. It, 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 they're convoluting this uh, driving as a privilege as opposed to a right, but they're they're using that improperly. It's a, it's, it's a fallacious argument to to. to uh, force one to compromise themselves under the Fourth and, I believe, Fifth Amendment to the Constitution. So it's as much of a constitutional argument as it is a state uh, power argument as well. I agree, Doug, 100% with you. I agree 100%. Is that our, yeah, is that our, yeah. is that our music playing? I think I hear no, Bruno. Actually, that, 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 was, that was our studio dog who happened to find her. Uh, <laughs> she, she, she was actually laying quietly by my... Uh, see, that's how it is. Uh, my wife comes in, and uh, uh, of course, she spends the time here at the office with me. But uh, uh, she drops the dog off, and uh, uh, when she uh, when she heard us talking uh, more, she it's came your birthday. It's, it's your birthday, Doug. Yeah, you have every right. right to have your wife with you. That's it's right. fine. That's right. I mean, I don't care. But by the way, healthmasters.com, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for getting your, at least your most vitamins from us. Thank you for supporting the Hagman Show. Thank you for contributing to the Hagman Show. Uh, you know, again, you know, if you give a dollar, five dollars, ten, or a hundred dollars to Hagman, it's his birthday. I'm going to do hey, that. I'm going to go ahead and birthday. give some money to Doug Hagman. No, 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 look, look, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. It's, and folks, we're at the close of our program here. We, we have about two minutes left, but I just want to say, uh, Ted, I, look, you know, folks, please, uh, 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 pray for Ted and his family. You know, he's got some, he's gone through some rough times here. Nothing personal or anything like that. It's just, uh, uh, hey, things happen, right? So, um, uh, keep, uh, Ted and his family in your prayers because, uh, you. you know, stuff happens. And, uh, uh, with that uh, as well, uh, do, do yourself yourselves a favor. Uh, use the products of Health Masters because I do. I and, and I, I'll tell you, they work. They work a lot better than anything I've ever taken before. So please do that. Get yourself ready for what is about to come. Ted, I believe we're at the at the eleventh hour here in fifty ninth minute. <laughs> Uh, you know, not not just with the program, but but in general. So oh, we need to, to you know, we need to really be uh, healthy, and we need to have stock up and, and have um, uh, get ourselves right, both physically, spiritually, mentally, but you know, physically in, in terms of uh, what we've been talking about tonight. So indeed, but but my goodness, thank you so much. And I know I know you made a, I know it was a very uh, trying time, and I know that you had a lot, a lot of other things you would be doing other than talking to us tonight. But thank you for doing so. Appreciate hey, it. Guys, and, and you guys, it's some personal stuff that happened. It has nothing to do with my family. So I'm blessed. Yeah. I'm always blessed. And it's just that, you know, I, I walk in the blessings of God. I mean, I love my movie. <laughs> okay. And it's just that, you know, some other people get involved in the movie, not family members who have a tendency to throw things around a little bit. You guys know what I mean. So it, it'll be fine. So don't be concerned. Just pray for God's will to be done in my life. And that's yeah. all we've, that's all yeah. I 
any of us can pray for anybody. And just, you know, and just to pray God for, you know, pray for God for protection. You know, pray God for protection on Doug and Joe and all of the show hosts and Stephen Quayle. See, so, you know, station angels around them, put a hedge of thorns around them and plead the blood of Christ over them because we're all in this together. We're all the tip of the spear trying to help you guys with the best of our abilities. And guys, thank you for listening tonight. Right on, brother. No, that's God bless the music, you, brother. So. You have a great weekend. Thank you bless to you each and every one of our listeners. We will be back on Monday. Amen. That's right. God willing. Stay, stay, uh, pay attention to our website during the weekend. If anything big happens, we will take to the air. And if not, we'll see you Monday. God bless. Good night. This is the Global Star Radio Network.